0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented.
1: Gangsters, what's
2: up, guys?
0: And now, here are your hosts.
3: Here we are. Show number 175. I'm Chris,
4: I'm Aaron, and I'm Rich, and we have a guest today, I'm Monique, uh, Monique, introduce yourself.
5: I'm Monique, hi.
1: Hi, Monique, hello, welcome to Unregimented.
5: Thank you.
4: I- Monique's family's kind of like uh, the only family that's not blood that I have up here, <laughs> well not the only, but kind of like extended family, so yeah. okay, that's how we know each other.
1: I, I think you're you're here on a dare though, <laughs> a <little laughs> or, bit, or, yeah. <laughs> or a challenge. I, I challenged Rich on uh, was it last episode that we had this conversation? It was, was. This only a week ago. Yeah, boy, boy this time is flying. Uh, uh, well, it's been quite Rich, the week. Rich, can you set up this? Uh, if somebody well, uh, didn't we hear were, last we episode, we were talking,
4: and it seems like as much as we goof on people in the echo chamber, we're in the echo chamber kind of ourselves. Because it's kind, of, we're all the same age, kind of pretty much have a lot of the same ideas and everything. And I brought up, you know, I hear younger people saying this, and Aaron's like, "Well, I don't, I don't really hear it." And I was like, "Well, I can, I can, you know, maybe bring one or two people on if you want." And he said, "Yeah, let's do it." Fast forward a week, and here we are. So, yeah, for
3: frame of reference, we all probably got a good twenty on Monique
4: as far as age, <laughs> easily. Yeah. Like, she's push. she's firmly out of the generation x uh category yes. so let's just leave For it at sure. that i feel bad i feel like oh hey we got a real live young person everybody like it's
3: <laughs> i know like
4: monique you zoo exhibit
3: <laughs> great we've got a special guest on our show a millennial a young person well actually first question one of those
4: one of those rare Wait, what things is the that first we found question? in the wilderness
3: <laughs> well you're 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 17 you're Wait. you know you're the daughter of a a but, friend of riches. Are are you a millennial, or are, are you in the gauge group that do you guys call yourself millennials? I've heard post millennial. I, well, I think
5: so. Yeah. To be honest, I don't actually know where that age is supposed to end, but I think everybody that up, I know but, refers yeah. to themselves as a millennial, So
3: once you look it up, there's so many different interpretations now. Is, like I said, I've heard post millennial yeah. thrown out for people born after 2000. Like, all right, right.
1: right. Oh, so real life millennial. Oh. So. The conversation that we were having last week, though, was about Rich. You had brought this up a couple times, and I think this was in response to me saying in about a, a lot of subjects that we were talking about about Rachel Dolezal, especially. I, I pretty much had the the uh, attitude of, you know, I don't really care what you do or what you want to call yourself. It really doesn't matter to me. What you do is your own business, and Rich wasn't disagreeing with me, but he was saying that he gets called out for that type of attitude, that mm, it's, well, I don't know. How would you phrase this, Rich, that like like being on the I, sidelines I would, is, as, is as good as being on the other side?
4: I would say that from younger people, exchanges online, in person, I, I tend to hear more of, whereas we would say, you know, whatever, five, 10 years ago, I don't care if gay people get married. Right. I will hear things like, it doesn't matter, it's not no, good it's- enough to just not care. There's a difference between not caring and supporting them.
3: Yeah, it seems like live and let live is no longer
4: enough. And or, right, that's like- where Monique comes in, because I don't want to put words in your mouth, Monique. So, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I know we had had this conversation a, a few times in the past, and so you were the person that popped into my head first and foremost that, like, is not just an online entity like you right.
5: know that so you guys use the phrase not good enough i don't agree with that like it's not good enough but there are people out there who are like claiming to be like supportive of the lgbt community like i came out to my parents as pansexual do you guys know what that means
1: uh I do. kind of
3: uh, <laughs> like
5: honest question because a lot of people don't which is okay
3: uh, uh i'll be that guy in our day it just meant didn't mean bisexual doesn't mean girls
5: and guys so they're similar so pansexual means people of all genders so obviously there are people who identify outside of male and female and that's another tangent i'm not even going to go on right now but um just people regardless of their gender like i don't care like i'm dating a boy right now but if he was the same exact person but he were a girl i would still be dating him if that makes sense yeah so i came out to my parents like that and my dad was just like You know, like, obviously he's, like, supportive and he loves me and everything. But he was just like, yeah, I don't really care. And hearing that is a lot different than hearing, wow, that's great and I support you. You know what I mean? Like, they're different. And when you're trying to claim to be, like, an ally to people like that and you're just saying, I don't care, that's not helping to, like, push towards everybody being supportive of it, if that makes sense. Well, I guess we came
3: up in the age group where if you did that, you were just hoping for I don't care like I don't care was well, like one well, yes. of the best case scenarios enough in, in our if like in the 20 nin- years ago
1: in the 90s when we started to see some some change in in the view of anybody who was uh other than uh heterosexual it was the, the people that i heard supporting other people's choices had that attitude of what hey, what do you want to do in the privacy of your own home it's none of my business you know i i think that's completely, de- I mean, I feel like that's what we were talking about last week. When you're talking about a loved one with that attitude, I think you want a little bit more level, certainly, of of caring. I, I mean, when it comes to my kids, if they want to tell me that, uh, you know, they're whatever, they're attracted to whoever, it doesn't really, it's not going to certainly change the way I, I act towards them or feel about them. I don't necessarily want to know what they do in the privacy of their own yes. homes hopefully <laughs> i mean i can see the separation there where you're like oh that's my kid i don't want to think about it
4: well, they yeah, yeah. don't to need be be play fair. by they, play of my, my my child's sex life hey to be fair they don't want to think about you
3: either well right they know yeah. how they got here
4: they don't want to think about <laughs> <Yes>. it <laughs> exactly
1: yeah me and my sister that's it <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's, it's just by it, magic. The stork came. That's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Behold, a virgin shall conceive. I just, I just don't want to think I about it. I learned about that. oh,
1: mom and dad. Oh, no. Hey, trust me. <laughs> well, I guess I could be, I, I can see how saying it so bluntly as I don't care does really come off as very dismissive.
5: Well, especially and, like when you're talking to your parent. And again, like I'm not trying to like talk about my dad in a bad way or anything, but like. I feel like for some people it takes like a level of bravery to come out like that and to like figuring out your sexuality is such a weird thing. I don't even know how to describe it. Like if you're not straight, like obviously when you grow up and you're a straight person, like everything in the media
1: clean cut with straight people either. Everybody no, goes no, no, no. through a I weird know, phase like of some cut, sort. But
5: you grow up and you're seeing like straight people on TV and straight couples all the right. time. And then. When you're like a little gay kid, you just kind of like, does that even exist? Like my best friend is a lesbian, and she literally thought she was like the first gay person until she was like ten years old.
1: Right. So it seems like a continuation of the old ways of trying to just sweep it under the rug and not 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 admit what's actually there.
4: Well, let me ask this question because to me that is such a foreign concept because the last twenty years and. Everything from sitcoms to movies, music, people coming out and having gay characters, having gay main characters, it is just it's 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 just the norm to me. I mean, if you watch a movie like Snatch, uh, Tom Hardy plays a gay gangster in that movie. You know, if you watch the the latest Star Wars movie, Rogue One, you know they They never. It's it's Star Wars. I mean, I, I but. I, you know, also, it was heavily implied that that was a gay couple.
1: He he played both Cray brothers. So we're gay gangsters. Although, I'll, I'll tell you, coincidence. One, one thing Hardy. that but is, you know what I'm like,
4: like yeah. or or what is that? Uh, uh, Will and Grace, or you know, Ellen. To me, it's just like I guess if I was a kid, and I'm not watching those shows for the last twenty years, and I'm not seeing it. Versus when we were kids,
1: right? But you, I, you hardly
4: know, I, ever saw it. Then I would assume that, yeah, it's it's not represented in the media. Well, I've been told a good tool for
3: perspective on this or anything like women's rights, uh, the the wife. Uh, you guys, you know, I told you where she comes from politically, and it's kind of helpful. Your wife, yes, not the the metaphorical I, no, wife, my wife, someone's yes, wife. Is, yeah, she said, yes, it's great, it's good, it's happening now. But she's like, if you want. To know the levity of the situation, she's like you have to look up the timeline. She's I like did, that. That what that's what will help to kind of put it in perspective for you with things like that. You know,
1: well, because I remember I was a teen during the nineties. Put women's rights on a timeline. Put gay rights
3: on a timeline, and that's oh, no, where the levity sure. of Weird. the situation kind of comes into you. Like, oh, it's like this now, but it's only been like this for this short amount of period of time. Right. And
1: in, in the eighties, it wasn't that there weren't. Any gay people on TV, it wasn't necessarily talked about and they weren't identified as gay or being anything other than heterosexual. They were, it was all implied with a little limp wrist and, uh, and some flowery language and they were used for comedic value. It was, you know, they were either, were either, they were either a lech. Or just there but for still, a laugh it's, it's still, and the, to be dismissed. The 90s is a good dichotomy and, of it. because it was pretty quick When in the 90s when we started be, be, seeing uh, people other than heterosexuals move into main roles. Yeah, because beginning of the 90s, you come out as gay,
3: still potentially hurts your career. By the end of the 90s, nope. Yes.
4: And on top of that, okay, let's be honest here. What's the easiest way to humanize people and to get people to drop their – humanize – a group of people to people who might be resistant to doing so, and the easiest way to disarm those people, and that's through laughter. That's through comedy. That's how a lot of barriers get broken. Well, All right, so at the same yes, time as when you, where you but- say the limp-wristed stuff was like, oh, yeah, it was just to be laughed at. Actually... That's that's one way of looking a, at it. There's a difference it, but there's in the material one way of, of of, of seeing that.
1: No, there's a big difference in the way you handle that material. So without Jack Tripper, you don't get Jack whatever the fuck his
3: name was and Will and Grace.
2: You <laughs> Wait, to, you got to do Jack, Jack Tripper, Tripper
3: for Three's Company. He wasn't gay. No, but the premise of the show was was that That's the only
4: way that the landlord would let oh, him live. Oh,
1: he had to too pretend, too, too right? right. Yeah. It was like a bosom buddies thing. Yeah, that's was right. The, he had to yeah. pretend like
3: he would yeah, if, they they wanted no cohabitation of I, unmarried people in the place I you lived.
1: I forgot about that spin on it. Well, then, I mean,
3: now you do that. That's never making it on network TV. That's pejorative. That you'll have nine hundred well, special interest well, right.
1: groups protesting against it. But then, I mean, it's but that it's, that was it's done, laying the groundwork. That was done for a laugh. Right, yeah. the punchline of Will and Grace wasn't, and he's gay. So there's there's uh, a different there's a difference in uh, no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> is, no, no, absolutely. Well, Will and Grace had showed you that there could be more than one type of gay person. Yeah, they're like there are
2: they're yeah, like, okay, look, two there are, types of
1: gay stereotypes. Well, sure, yeah, but it did help broaden it. That's true. It I mean, like, you have people that are, you know, uh, kind of. Maybe exaggerated, you might say, in their actions, and and are very open about it. And not that Will wasn't open about it; he just didn't act like well, a stereotypical quote unquote gay.
3: That's true. If you tell someone in 1990, "Hey, in 10 years, there's going to be a number one network well, show that has two gay people prominently featured," you'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" But we're
1: getting we live. We're kind of straying from the topic at hand, yeah, though. That w- we do that. that. We wanted to tackle. It's your first day.
4: And well, real quick, let me. Real, I just want to comment on the don't care thing as a as a. No, parent. that's what
1: I want to get back to.
4: Okay, as a parent, I under Okay, as as anybody who's my age who went through the teenage years, Monique, I understand exactly where you're coming from when you say something and your parents go, Oh, I don't care. Okay. Are you happy? You know, or, or something or what I, you know, along those lines. I get that. Right. You're like, ah, I would really like you to give me a little bit more support. As a parent, the way I I look at it is if my daughter said, Hey Dad, I'm gay, when I say I don't care I don't mean I don't care as in if someone starts to to give you shit for it, if someone tries to attack you over it, then you're on your own. What I'm saying is if you would have come to me and said or she'd have came to me and said, Dan, I'm straight, okay. I don't I mean, want to hear well, about it. I think it. my all fingers accept would be in my ears. <laughs> that we're born that way. Don't tell me anything. You're born, you're born the way you are. You know what I'm saying? It, it, right. so I think
3: Rich things you've do more from Anne, still your father. Matters well, not. You know what
4: I'm saying? No, now, if, okay. now, if you're talking about, if Aaron, damn it, give me a second. Let me yeah. finish. Now, if you're talking Fine. about putting something to a vote, supporting you know, rights, yes, yeah, obviously I care about that. But as far as my child saying, you know, I'm, I'm gay or I'm pansexual or bisexual or a- asexual, whatever, I mean, I'm happy for them that they figured out what they are because that has to be a load off their mind, but ultimately their sexuality when it comes to who they choose as a partner is really none of my business.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's It really isn't. I mean, wh- when you're an adult, who you date is really none of your parents' business. And I, I, I guess that I'm having a, it, I forgot myself what it was like to be a kid and say something and get a kind of a A response where you were expecting something a little bit more. Something a little bit more... I can see you want to know someone's
3: in your corner.
1: Well, I I think the lesson here is that language matters. And, you know, when you choose simple words like I don't care, those can be easily misconstrued. And it really doesn't speak to any greater point. If I was to be more eloquent, I would say... I'm a strong believer in personal freedoms of all types and I don't judge people on what they like to do in private. That's what I mean when I say I don't care. It's not that like, hey, they want, you know, you to go out and vote to support, uh, this or that bill for, for whatever rights for people. Yeah, I'm going to go do it for anybody's rights, but that doesn't mean I care about what they do in their bed. I'm doing it because I don't care and I want other people to not care about what i do in the privacy of my own home
3: i'm speaking clearly from the viewpoint of the person on the podcast with no children and mm-hmm. you're probably not at this point yet but rich probably is like don't you probably just get to a point with your kids as an adult where it just becomes to like it will the end all be all it's to whatever is happening is will this cost me
4: money it's <laughs> <Does, laughs> <like, laughs> not cost
3: money i don't care
4: I, maybe it's me, but once, once, once they're of a certain age, and once they're on their, they start going out and, and entering the world, you want them to be hurt as little as possible by the world. You want them to be shit on by as little as, little as possible by the world, and you want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's what's more important.
1: Plus, if your I mean, daughter it's, marries it's a girl... It's cliche as shit,
4: but I mean, uh, we were all... Pro- I guarantee you, we heard this from someone in our families at one point, all of us. If you want to be a ditch digger, and that makes you happy, but just be the best ditch digger that you can be. Yeah. If that's what you really want to do, you know? They, and I'm not equating that to, to sexuality. That I'm just saying as an example of...
3: They shit shoveler in my house. How, ...how I feel,
4: you know? And I just... I guess to me, it's so strange to, to think that someone coming out as... Anything but straight in today's world is that big of a deal. And Monique, that's 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 something I'd ask you. I mean, you said you know your best friend's lesbian. You came out as pansexual. We talk about, I talk about Corey all the time on this show to the point where, if I have him on here, there might be a listener who's like, "Damn, it feels like I know this dude" because Rich talked so much about him. You know, <laughs> Corey's gay. It's just, it's not something that's like, it's not something that happens in the big city anymore. It's everybody knows somebody who's gay so you can't demonize them as like this thing that you don't know and it's scary and all this shit. And so it's just – that's how I perceive the world. I mean, is it that way in like the high school and the college-age kids that you run across?
5: No, it's not like we're going to be judged. Like I accidentally outed myself to my entire English class the other day and nobody said anything to me about it because it's just normal at this point. But being somebody who's not straight, even though like obviously I've always grown up in a household where – everything is accepted and you can do and be whoever you want to be. But for me, it was still hard and it was still scary to accept the fact that like I wasn't straight, which makes absolutely no sense. And I could never ever tell you why, but that's just like how it is. And so for me to finally come to terms with that, like I started questioning my sexuality when I was like 13 or 14 years old. And I finally admitted to myself that I wasn't straight when I was 16. So like that took me a really long time to finally like accept I guess. And then I finally figured it out and then I decided to come out and it was just like my dad obviously was just kind of like yeah I don't care and then he was just kind of like I don't even actually really think that your sexuality exists like pansexual is not really a real thing but like you do you, you know what I mean? Right. But it was hard to like put a name on it especially because a lot of people don't know what being pansexual is and I also always felt like I wasn't like gay enough to come out so that it was like it shouldn't hmm. be a big deal but it also is and like it doesn't make any kind of sense to anybody who's not me like i don't know how to put it into words if that makes sense
1: well i guess so no, it it does it does make sense but i could put on
3: the table for it it sounds like i mean i'm not saying it doesn't exist but it sounds like um you're not my daughter you're not in the family anymore get out of my house it's not really on the table anymore and i guess for us when our generation when that was still on the table like it's, like i said uh i don't care was one of yeah possible oh, best yeah, case cana- sure. possible best case scenarios in our age group what you don't care oh that's great like
4: or is or is but, my friend who who came out as gay when he was like 17 to his parents his parents were like, well, we're glad that you finally accepted it.
1: Damn. <laughs> the only conversation well, I had with any either of my parents was with my mother, and she was upstairs, so I was calling up the stairs to tell her I was leaving, and she was like, Aaron, uh, are you gay? And I said, no, and she's like, oh, good. I mean... That's what your friends say. <laughs> she's, she's like, I don't have anything against gays, but... I just don't want you to be one. What? Like, okay, (laughs) Mom, this conversation took a weird turn. Okay, I'm going to theater class. Bye. (laughs) You started super tolerant, and you
3: went the other way. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Well, no, I I think that was—I
1: don't think that was uncommon for my mother, though, either. I don't want to totally put her out there. I think that was the 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 most common attitude was that's that's fine and whatever, as long as it's not my family, and then it's a big deal. I'm sorry, Monique, Go ahead.
5: No, you're good. I think we've definitely taken forward strides, and obviously, like, we have marriage equality now, which is super cool, and obviously it's way more accepted now than it was 20 years ago, and I'm not trying to knock that at all, and I think that's great, but we're still, I mean, I've had people make homophobic comments to me at school, and I'm like, I'm like I said, I'm dating a boy, so to everybody else, I, like, look straight.
1: There's always, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of the person who will, you know, Think that that's a, a a way to get at somebody. It's like it, men are always going to uh, think fart jokes are funny oh, teenagers are fart, always going to exist, right? And whatever they can find out, whatever the tool they can use as leverage against a, another person that they feel is different than them, they will.
3: You are a teenager. You go for the throat yeah. when you are insulting somebody. Yeah, for
5: sure. I think I was just scared, like I wasn't going to be able to handle those, which is really dumb because I get insulted like all the time because. I'm a feminist and everybody labels me as like crazy and like, it's normal for me. I don't really care. I don't know why I thought this would be any different, but it's not. Mm -hmm. But like, again, I have people like, I have a really big family. Like I have a lot of aunts, uncles, cousins, and it hasn't even really been addressed with my family because I kind of like came out on Facebook instead of making like a huge announcement because it's not that big of a deal to like make a huge announcement about it. And I got into an argument with one of my cousins and he was like, that's literally not a thing. Like you are bisexual and you really need to just stop like trying to get attention, blah, 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 blah. blah. And like, that's kind of what I was worried about coming out. But I also know that my family is not going to like disown me over something like that. They might make comments like that, but I'm never going to like lose my family because of it.
3: It is another generational thing right there. What's that? That uh, I can tell you our age group. That is not a thing for your Facebook status. That is something (laughs) you would, you would, that is something you tell people like, but I guess, but it's, you know well i mean i told you have never not known facebook or social media or internet you know we're old guys computers showed up for us and the internet showed up in high school i mean this is you've always known this so i mean this
5: right right but like i came out to everybody like that i'm really close with before like i put it on facebook like all of my friends knew i told my mom i had kind of told my dad but i had kind of just like Made a couple jokes like, "Ha ha, I'm pansexual. I like pans. Ha 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 ha." Because like I was scared of his reaction because I thought it was gonna be how it was, but more severe, I guess. So like I kind of like, like Rich said, like tried to be funny about it, is but it, it didn't huh. really come across. I think until I actually came out on Facebook and he was like, "Oh." And
2: <laughs> is, it, is, it, is there a mood icon oh, for that?
1: It wasn't until the Facebook status changed that shit
3: got real.
4: It's it's it's, feeling it's pansexual. <laughs> You know, I and I love, I love your father. You know, he's like a brother, but uh, he can be. Paul, I know you're going to listen to this episode, and you probably never listened to one before. And I'm about to rip your ass. So, congratulations, <laughs> welcome to the family, asshole. He's he can be kind of dense about certain subjects. <laughs> he doesn't pick up hints. You probably said something about pansexual, and he thought, so you want to have sex with a flute? Yeah,
2: like, all right. you know
4: what? You want to fuck a goat? Boy from mythology? (laughs) Yeah, playing a flute or whatever whatever that he played. Yeah, like he probably went right over his head for a second. Well, I think he kind of got
5: it, but like we just never like talked about it until I came out on Facebook and I like had mentioned to him the post and I was like, I'm really surprised you didn't like say anything on there. And he was like, yeah, well, I wanted to. And then we kind of got into that argument in person. And then he was just like, yeah, like, I really don't think this is a thing. And it took a couple days for us to just, like, calm down and, like, sit down and actually have a conversation about it without, like, screaming and yelling at each other. For him to finally be like, you know, I might not think this is real, but I also can't tell you, like, what to do with your life or who you're attracted to and what your sexuality is because, you know, he doesn't live in my mind. So, like, obviously we're fine. And, like, I love my dad and we... Fight all the time, but we still have a good relationship because I'm basically him 2.0. But what? I don't know. It
4: was just <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment at all. <laughs> well, let's let's put a definition to this, or, or or draw some distinctions between what is bisexual and pansexual for people that are still listening. Going, I still don't get the difference.
1: You can. This is how I think of it. It's bisexual. When people think of bisexuality, you're either attracted to this girl or that guy and pansexual means you're attracted to this person and their gender is kind of a secondary attribute right yeah it could have gone either way in in your mind right
5: right and people who are bisexual um still have a tendency to like lean towards one gender a little bit sometimes not always right. but there are some people who are like kind of attracted to girls but like they mainly date guys or vice versa and because to them gender still kind of has something to do with it and who they are like as a person physically still has something to do with it
1: you yeah right but, you could you could be bisexual but never have a serious relationship with somebody of the same sex because it would always be something different than being with a woman
5: i mean for I'd some, never for some people anybody who wasn't a boy because i it's really weird. I came to terms with my sexuality after I got into my relationship with my boyfriend right now, we've been together for like a year and a half, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's always something I kind of knew, but I like never just put a label on it and finally like came out. And that was really weird for him too, I think, but he's been really cool about the whole thing. Um, But like, as a somebody who's pansexual, you don't really fall in love with people. Like, okay, I was writing about this in my English class the other day and I was talking about, like, love at first sight and how, like, to me, that never, ever made sense as a child because I always had crushes on people because, like, they were funny and they made me laugh and they made me happy Mm -hmm. versus looking at somebody. Like, obviously, I can still look at somebody and find them attractive, but to me, that really doesn't matter. Like, people say that all the time, but, like, it truly does not matter to me what you look like, who you are physically, as long as you make me happy and, like, I'm happy with you and we're good then that's all that matters to me right well I mean I can't
3: argue with the the logic it's just general acceptance like it's, it's it's live
4: and let live it's actually to me it sounds like you're not shallow when it comes to looks to where it's not the the I mean obviously for most people some sort of attraction to them physically on some level is important. I'm you know, probably and, and with with a lot of people, it's probably in the top one or two. Sounds to me right. it's a little bit if I'm re if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, Monique sounds like it's a little bit farther down on the list.
5: For sure. Like if you're not like a decent person, like Andrew, for example, that's my boyfriend's name. Um we knew each other for probably a year and a half before we started dating. I've known him for like three years now. And we've always gotten along really well, like he's always been really funny super nice, and, you know, we were really close friends before we started dating, and because we were really close friends, and I really got to know him, and, like, I found out a lot of things, like, about who, his past, and just, like, kind of who he is, and how he interacts with people, and, like, just talking to him, like, there was a connection, which sounds really cliche and stupid when it's coming out of my mouth, but that's the truth, and, you know, like, I didn't fall in love with him because he's cute. I fell in love with him because he's super cool and he makes me happy and he makes me laugh and that's and he's just genuinely like a good person like that's really important to me and by good person I mean his morals match mine because obviously people have different ones and everybody has their own idea of a good person but so yeah I don't know it definitely isn't important to me what you look like. All right so
3: if your age group is so live and let live and. Then- Tolerance and acceptance are the, the MOs, which is good, which is, we're, we're not debating that it's a bad thing. As question I have, man, I don't want to speak for Rich and Aaron, but why the militants? Why the, we're, we're so, we want acceptance and tolerance, but when it comes to, uh, when it comes to beliefs rubbing up against yours, wh- why does the attitude shift from well, everybody love everybody to,
1: Maybe I can put a finer point on this, because I wanted to bring up... Um, let's talk about feminism, right? Because you said you're a feminist. Yes, And I you probably know who Milo Yiannopoulos is, right?
5: I actually... Oh, hang on. No, I don't think I do. Give me one second. Okay. I might. I think... I've heard the name, I just can't...
1: Well, this is a, a man who has been extremely critical of feminism, and... It was his views on feminism and other things that uh, that spurred protests at uh, speaking engagements that he had at a couple of colleges. Is, and this a
5: video, is that the guy with the video who went viral? And he's like talking to the girl, and he was talking about I think one of them was uh, abortions and transgender people, and that one like went super viral.
1: That sounds it could, like him. I've seen
4: so much. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah,
5: all right. He totally that's so
4: he,
1: I think I know. He's probably
5: he
4: averaging a couple about. videos a day at one point.
1: Right. So, I guess uh, I guess the reason I brought him up in the in, in the protest at his uh, speaking engagements is because well. A lot of people in support of him wanted to use free speech as a guard, which that wasn't really about free speech. Free speech is about freedom to speak from fear of consequence of the government coming down on you. If other people want to judge you, that's their freedom. Um, but actually trying to stop the, uh, the event from happening, I thought that was actually too far. Like, you know, if he's got some ridiculous ideas and you think he's a horrible person, that's fine. But if he's got an audience to speak to, let him speak, and if anything, we can at least identify publicly who these horrible people are. Because they're there, they're not going away just because you chased them off with a a rally or a demonstration or even some violence. If anything, you've given them a common enemy and a cause. And
3: see silencing someone with an opposing viewpoint is counteractive to your mission of everyone being equal.
5: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I know that I personally get called out all the time for, like, uh, when I argue with people, they bring that up every time. And they're like, well, if you're so, especially, again, my dad, he's like, well, if you're so accepting, like, why can't you just accept, like, my views on it? And I feel like there's a difference between, obviously, like, there's religious freedom, right? And we have Christians who, you know, a lot of them think that gay people shouldn't be able to get married because, like, it's against the Bible, Right. Even though we have separation of church and state that doesn't register for some reason. And so, like, people are like, well, we shouldn't do this because of the Bible. We shouldn't do this because of that. And just being gay is wrong in general. And I'm not out here telling you that being a Christian is wrong, even though I'm an atheist. Right. Like, if you want to, like, practice your religion, like, that's fine. But, you like other people don't get to make my choices for me. And I think that's like a huge part of, well, I don't think I know it is. That's a huge part of the reason is why I identify as a feminist. And I'm an advocate for LGBTQ rights is because like all, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but you're not entitled to like tell people, how do I want to word this? Like trans kids. Like I know people who are trans and I have had family literally come out on Facebook and be like, trans people aren't real. Like, they don't exist. You're just asking for attention, blah, 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 blah.
4: Right, right. And you can't... Well, that's just factually that. incorrect that they don't exist, but that's besides... Okay.
5: But, like, you can't say that they're there. They exist. They're inside that person's head. Like, obviously, like Rich just said, they exist. Like, they're standing right in front of you. They are real.
1: Right. It's a, But they're thinking... What they're saying is it's a made-up problem.
5: Right, like, Like, this isn't a real issue, blah, 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 like, why is this just now a thing? And I'm like, it has, it's been a thing for a really long time. But I feel like when the Women's March happened, the, on January 21st, not the one that, like, the Day Without a Woman thing that happened yesterday, because I haven't looked into that enough to be able to talk about it, but Uh there were a lot of people on my Facebook that I got into, like, arguments with, and they're like, women, like, they're still equal, and or they're already equal, not they're still equal. Like we're already equal, and like we already have all of our rights, and like there's no reason for us to be protesting. I actually got into this argument with somebody this morning, um, and it's like I I don't even know how to address that because people obviously just like I'm already dead set in my views, they're already dead set in their views, and neither of us are going to change our mind.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to argue with somebody when their counter is, well, you're just mentally ill. You're, oh, yeah, ima- you're imagining line, things, what you, what you believe doesn't even exist, and you're like, well, Jesus.
3: I also keep being told it's a solidarity thing, and it, it's, it's, it, it is, in a way, a proactive move because now these well, rights are being threatened
2: with a well,
4: Repo- Republican as, Congress and Aaron, an
3: insane president.
4: Aaron, you, yes. addressing what you said about how it's hard to ref- mm. refute and have a discussion with someone, whatever, when you say, well, they go, you're mentally ill. What you're saying isn't real. I would say coming from, because I tend to, I, Moni, I tend to side more with you on a lot of these issues versus, let's be honest, usually the opposition, the opposition is born in religion of some sort. That's yeah. where this opposition is coming from. Whether If it's not religion, it's from puritanical views that are distilled from this religi- relig- religious text. And it's, Pretty much all of them. Um, so for them to say, well, you, what you're saying is make believe it's fake. Uh, I'm not the one that prays to someone I can't see. I'm not the one that believes in talking snakes and burning bushes. And if I blow myself up in the name of, of, of whatever imaginary friend I have in the sky, that I'm rewarded in the afterlife for it. you know. So who here is dealing in reality and who here is dealing in, in fairy tales?
3: <laughs> the Santa Claus so, theory.
4: True. Right there, but- right there, those people, you're not going to change their mind because they their faith, faith is an irrational thing. To I- say that I know what's going to happen to me because I have faith in it is irrational. And you're trying to deal with logic and reason with someone who's waved goodbye to that when it comes to these subjects a long time ago.
5: No, I completely agree. And I wish that I could just say that, but then I will get the response that, like, well, now you're talking down to me because of my religion. Like, what happened to everybody having their freedom of speech and their rights and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, Okay, no, and I'm, this is...
4: And I, I'm, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is where I, I say, you're right. You have freedom of speech, and I have freedom to call you a dumbass for what you just said.
5: <laughs> well, I'm, you're not wrong. That's how There's, it works.
1: But doesn't this get to the core of the problem with social media in general? The fact that everything is dis- distilled down to... You know, a photo and a caption or a certain number of characters that we, uh, in an effort to be brief, we are coming off as very coarse. Even if we do have more complex thoughts on them, even if I wrote it all out on my my Facebook page, nobody's going to read this shit. I got to keep it short.
5: Yeah, that's... I tend to do that on Facebook, like, all the time. (laughs) Did you (laughs) go on for...
1: Uh you write long posts on Facebook?
5: I do often. And yeah. I don't actually half the reason I do it is just to rant so that way I'm not actually ranting directly to somebody and annoying the crap out of them because on Facebook like they can just scroll past it and Right. Obviously they're not like just brushing me off That's at least a good that point. I know. Of.
1: You can always scroll past it. But right. I, I mean, so it's, you you it's choose like, your feed. So the people who get outraged by everything, I'm like, you're kind of choosing to be outraged by certain things. You need by to apply a, that
3: technology to real life. <laughs> right. Scroll past this conversation.
5: <laughs> I wish. But like, some people don't understand that either. Like, people like to come on my Facebook and attack me on my Facebook. And then I get yelled at for arguing back with them because I'm a child and that's disrespectful. But at that point, I'm like, you came onto my post now. Like, I won't go on anybody else's post most of the time and say anything. And if I do, I make sure to be, like, super respectful about it and be like, dude, I know this is your opinion. I'm just playing the devil's advocate, but, like, what if this? And that tends to, like, I don't think it's just people on my side who get super angry and defensive. I think that we get called on it more, but I see people on Facebook all the time where the second I'm like, "Uh, actually, like, that's not true. And they just jump down my throat so quickly to be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, that's fake news, you're wrong, Donald Trump is great, end. You are fake news. <laughs> <laughs> like
4: that's Isn't this we, we go through this about once every other show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what you? you're saying with the fake news. We go through it quite a bit with we've gotten to the point where with if whatever if you hear a news report you don't agree with, you just call it fake news and you can dismiss it out of hand. You don't yeah, even right. have to talk about it. You can, That's just a way of saying I'm not even going to look at what you're showing me.
5: So that's literally, I so um, my best friend, not my lesbian news. best friend, but my other best friend, um, I got into an argument with her and on Facebook today and it was about like whether women are equal or not. And she was like, these people are fighting for no reason because women are already equal. And then someone else commented on it because I, this woman's crazy and I would never, I mean, I've tried to argue with her in the past, but like, I don't care to anymore. Like it's not worth it. She, and somebody else commented on it and they were like, Um, actually, I literally just read a news story about somebody who's literally being forced to raise her baby with her rapist because she chose not to abort it, and he wouldn't let the baby get adopted, so now they're raising it together because she wasn't just going to give, like, the child up. And she posted screenshots of the article, and she immediately was just like, that's fake news, that's fake news, you believe whatever you want, but that's not true. And it's just like, you guys are getting to the point where we make a valid argument and you're just like that's fake
3: news. Well, we're okay. Well, I guess we have to define what valid argument is to you and to us. Yeah, well, right. That's that's no, where the, I'm just the gray area editing. shows up.
1: I, I think fake news is is a fading. It's a passing fad. Eh. It's not here to stay. Even I wish I could remember the the example, but it, uh, yeah, but
3: echo chambers aren't. That's the thing. The right. No. What was Bill Maher talking about this past week? The silos. But. The left
1: silo and the right but, silo. But fake news has been o- used as a way to deflect any argument in a way that doesn't even put you into the echo chamber. It says, I'm not even, you're not even entering my echo chamber. We're not even going to talk about this because it's not a real story. And I, I believe it was on CNN and I don't remember who it was that was hosting, but they had somebody on that, you know, they were talking about a story and they, their counter was, well, that's fake news. And, he's, and he said it twice and he's like, look, uh, the host said, "I there can't I brought, be a comeback. There's an acceptable comeback." He said, "I brought you on to talk about the stories in the news and the facts we have at hand. And I thought that's what we were going to do. If you're going to dismiss the stories out there and the stories on our uh, channel as fake news, then I guess we don't have anything to talk about." And gave him one more chance to come up with a proper response to his question. And he dropped. He's like, "I don't know what else to tell you. This is just these are fake news stories." He's like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> he just, like, just went to commercial. Yeah, we have nothing left to talk about. That and, could, I, and that's the appropriate not, response. If the president is going to stand up there and say that that, that is a fake news story or, or a certain organization is fake news, then all the journalists get up and walk out. Because the, the president has plenty of ways to get his message out. It's not in the old, like the old times where if we don't have a press corps on every word that uh, comes out of the president's mouth, then we don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. We have a president who tweets about it constantly. We know what the fuck is going on. And, and I'm not saying that the, the press corps are superfluous. It's that if he's not going to have a practical conversation, you don't have to be there for it. You can stand outside and report on something else or a report on the fact that there's a reason why you're not in that room.
4: because You can report on the fact that you're standing outside right. and why you are.
1: Yes, exactly. I think that's the... And I think we... Uh, We've, I hope. I'm really hoping we see that eventually. I, I think the tide is starting to turn when it comes to the press because they have nowhere left to we, turn. We've somehow given
3: uh, this is fake news or the term fake news that uh, somehow become uh, the politically correct equivalent to your mama. And when <laughs> the fuck did that happen? And we can't do that. The fact that someone can sit there on a national news show, a na- national news network and sit there and get away with that. Well,
1: the- it's also, Fuck that. it's very, why are we allowing that? It's very as, interesting how it was co-opted too. Because it really did start out as a real thing. When we st- started talking about fake news stories, we were talking about news stories circulated on Facebook, like the ones about you Hillary Clinton's news. secret sex slave ring run out of pizzerias. And that were ridiculous, oh, that were ridiculous stories that were being circulated as fact. That's what we were talking about. And that was probably one of the smartest moves that Donald Trump has made is simply co-opting that catchphrase. Crech- an catch and now he, can, he doesn't even have to argue. It's a boilerplate ejector yeah. He doesn't have to have talking points. Whatever, fake news. He doesn't Psh. have to have a counter or a better idea for anything. Oh, he wait. can simply say, what you're reading is fake news, oh. and then go off on a rant about how the press is uh, the enemy of the people. It's the old white guy version of the
3: mic drop. Right. <laughs> your fake news can we can we do mic a drop.
1: mic drop on the mic drop please can we drop the last <laughs> mic already yeah, i know right
3: yeah that new verizon commercial's out of hand what was it thomas whatever, yeah thomas middle ditch
1: it's ridiculous and you know what hey, so Monique, Monique you know what you know verizon, you're earlier, the reason they... that people think that wireless microphones just make your voice come out of the sky
3: yeah i know right you don't need to have them hooked up to a pa system look yeah. it's a
1: wireless mic when i worked at a guitar center i had a lady that was like where does my voice come out of i'm like and the out of the PA you hook it up to. She's like, why do I need a PA? It's wireless.
3: Oh, (laughs) Jesus. we had that conversation. It's not a megaphone. (laughs) This isn't Mr. (laughs) Microphone. This isn't 1974.
4: Hey, good looking. (laughs) Uh, Monique, you said something earlier I thought thought was interesting. I want to ask you a question about it. You said, okay, you're a feminist and you believe in equal rights for everybody, correct? Yes. Okay. How is that different than being an egalitarian?
5: I don't think... They're actually really... I'm getting an echo. Are you guys are getting an echo for me? Uh,
4: okay. Yeah, I get an echo. I just do my best to talk through it. <laughs>
1: you guys <laughs> are Unfortunately, getting... Unfortunately, it, You guys are getting echo back throughout? I mean... You know,
5: you I'm hearing yeah, my own I'm,
4: voice echoing in my headphones. I don't know if that's what she's talking about.
5: Yes, that's the same thing. I'm, t- I'm getting, like, an echo for myself. It just went away. All right. Anyways, so I don't actually think that they're that different. I think we put the term feminism on it because it's... Women, in most situations, there are a couple exceptions to this, are considered lesser than men, or they're not as... Like, everybody says we're already equal, but there are some things that we're just really not. And so the term feminism kind of leans more towards, like, telling you what we're fighting for, because, like, we can say it's just like Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Like, obviously everyone matters like that's my whole thing it's like every single person matters but like white people for example for the most part don't need a movement to tell people that like they're equal to everybody else because everybody already knows that and a lot of men are never discouraged from doing jobs and things like that which is not true, actually, and I'm not going to make a blatant statement like that because it's just not true. But there's a lot of things that men have the upper hand in, and we're trying to, like, counter that. But then okay, well, gonna, I like, mean, let's, I, I, let, goes me, me, let me try back to narrow than... it down to,
4: like, one, one specific subject. Like, okay, when it comes to the subject of abortion, um, I, I'm pro-choice. Personally... Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a personal issue. It's a, it's a rights issue. It's your body, okay. If you want to evict right. that fetus from your body, for lack of a better way to put it, that's your right to do so. So be it, okay. But when I hear feminists go, "Men are trying to take this from us," really, the only men that could really take the right for you to have an abortion from you are the judges who would make a decision that would make it illegal.
5: Well, right. Men can but oppose are, abortion all they also, want like, verbally lot of with, and, and march like... up and
4: down, but they can't stop you from getting one. Do you, do you see what I'm saying there? So right. it seems like the language is antagonistic and it's adversarial and it's needlessly so. You really don't need to say, men are trying to stop us from getting abortions. Men keep, men keep your hands off my uterus. It's not men. It's more judges keep your, keep your gavel and your laws out of my body is what the battle cry in my from my point of view should be. Do you get where I'm coming from with that?
5: Yeah, no, I completely agree, but when we have like obviously we've never had a female president um so when you have people who are men making decisions about women's body. Like I would feel I feel like a lot more women are pro-choice than guys and that's just my experience that could be totally untrue, I don't know. But like in my experience I've met a lot more women who are pro-choice than men because a lot of men are like that's not fair because, like, what if somebody got pregnant with my child and then they aborted it without my permission? Oh, okay,
4: Please. well, here's the deal. <laughs> this is where this is where people are going to have to learn shit. Life isn't fair. Yeah. No matter how, how much we would wish it to be, we would want it to be. This isn't a utopian Star Trek society. This is reality, and re- and life is not fair. Nature is not fair. Biology is not fair. There is no equality in those things on its own. We have to. Force equality it, it, because I mean, oh, <laughs> look at nature. You have to force okay. it, huh? <laughs> yeah. The eyebrows just na- went up. Look over at nature. Here. Look at nature. <laughs> if you look at animals, are they all equal? There's oh, no. There's a food no. chain. Okay. There's a food chain. Now we supposedly have evolved in higher consciousness than animals, so we and we're capable of empathy and compassion, whereas some people argue that animals aren't. All right, and that's a different discussion. But just let's just say, for the sake of argument, okay, that they're not. So we should be held to a higher standard.
1: Well, but okay. So empathy, though, is not something that we invented. We didn't form this as an idea, or there was one really smart chimp that eventually started being nice to the others. This is an, a it's a uh, it is the result of an evolutionary process that started in pack animals that just did better off when they were nicer to each other. They could live together, groom each other, keep each other company, hunt together. I mean, so the concept of empathy does come from nature and does exist in animals. Absolutely. It's not some higher thinking of like we've evolved to the point where we can now consider other people to be equal and not just be every man for himself. Because even when we were chimpanzees swinging in tre- trees, we were uh, hanging out with but each other. But even in
4: that pack, there's a hierarchy. Yes. There, okay. there is so, but, There is the but, one yes. lion that that dictates or the alpha wolf that dictates how shit's going to go.
1: That's where I absolutely agree with you that it also part of our our evolutionary process is a natural hierarchy that... We now, with our more evolved brains, hey, this
3: wolf's getting shit done. He's the head wolf,
1: right? And there's still something to be said for that, certainly. But and that's part of living in a in a society is knowing who's good at what and letting them do that thing. That's but part see, of that's being cooperative. But but yes, but you're, what you're saying, Rich, is that uh, you know, now that we uh, have evolved past the point where. It's not just about the strongest guy anymore. That yeah, we do have to have an an artificial leveling of the playing field, so to speak, to ensure that it's not just the strongest, tallest, white dude who always wins. Hey, in the animal community, am I am I getting that right, Rich? Am I putting words into your mouth?
4: Yeah, in a, yeah. For the most part, for the most part, we're we're we're. We're going down the same path. Um, the, way, the way I see it is that, what I'm getting at is that it seems like we, we worry about and we focus on things in such a way that when you approach someone and you already are, are approaching them using language or whatever that is challenging them. Then a person's natural instinct is to kind of bristle at that and come back at you. I mean, you know, it's it's the whole fight, flight, or freeze. Right. You know, when, when you're when something that is you are threatened with something, those are one of you, those are one of the three things that we're going to do. You're either going to fight it, you're going to run from it, or you're going to freeze up.
1: But there's a definite blurring there in people's concept of that because while I'm totally supportive of and to- and really interested in the the idea of where we came from evolutionarily. It, it's not a shield or an excuse for any type of behavior. You know, if you, if you want to point to chimpanzees and say, okay, if we came from these, so well, look at these chimpanzees. They're territorial. How come they don't love this other group of chimpanzees? Instead, they raid their little area of the forest and, and kill them. Well, it's just not natural that people live together. That's why black people and white people shouldn't live together. It's not natural. That's, that's part of our evolution.
4: Yeah, but if you look at, I guess, I guess ultimately what I'm saying is, if you look at the language and the labels we put on each other, the goal of humanity should ultimately to be as, le- as, as, as to be the least tribalistic as we can, and we are just keep. It seems like we're on a path to keep inventing labels and sub, and subgroups of those labels and more subgroups. Yeah, that shouldn't the to ultimate- divide us all. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, the point is. To me, when I hear the like the term "progressive," that means progressive for humanity, for society as a whole. That like, means we need to move that all of us forward.
3: Like, aren't we just okay. going for people? But we just but, keep well, slapping more and more labels on everything. Like, I mean, aren't we all, the all end just going goal of for equality? People? To where if
4: someone goes, if so, if someone like uh, going back to what Monique was saying earlier about coming out to your parents, isn't the end goal of equality is if someone goes to their parents, I'm gay. To, Actually the end point of equality should be it doesn't matter if you're gay. Doesn't matter if you're straight, doesn't matter if you're pansexual, bisexual, whatever the fuck. You're just you and people accept you for you. Yeah, shouldn't the ultimate answer
3: be I don't care? Like isn't that isn't that generally yeah. what you're going for?
5: Eventually. But and I In a
1: perfect world.
5: Right. But like if we take every single minority's problem and try to lump them into one and fix it, that's not gonna happen. Like but People that's what happens
3: are, I guess that's what we're seeing. that's what you see from the media that's what seems to be going on is
5: I, well, so I would think if
3: I'm a young black male right now, I would have to run serpentine everywhere I go like if i've just judging based on what the media's fed me since two thousand and fifteen everyone's out to get me. I should wear kevlar everywhere I go so like that's that that's the kind of diet that everyone's being fed I think is what we kind of see and point out and complain about every week because it's not so, ev- because it's not everyone has the same problems anymore it's we're, we're shining a light more on on uh certain issues that need to have lights shown on them but it 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 just seems like the the broad the broad brush is brought out a lot more than people claim it is from for ev- sure every side
5: so obviously and like I've gotten into this debate on Facebook. Like, the reason that there are, like, let's just say, like, Black Lives Matter and feminism are two separate movements. I've had people be like, well, why don't we just all just fight for everybody's equal rights and then, like, problem solved? Except for people, like, black people have different problems. Like, somebody being racist towards a black person is different than somebody being homophobic towards, like, a gay person. And there are different pathways that you have to take to solve those. Like, you have to address each individual problem in order to fix them, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah,
1: It's kind of like saying, why don't we just have one pop? I mean, everybody likes Coke, right? Everyone raise your hand in the nation. Okay, everyone's just going to drink pop, uh, Coke.
4: <laughs> hey, guess what, America? Have a Coke and a smile. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, yeah, I it's mean, over it's, like a turd in a punch bowl.
1: It's, it's definitely oversimplifying it, but yeah, you... Just because the core concept of all these problems that we're talking about in our society are about equal rights, about people all being treated the same, there's also the concept of you can't handle every person the same, you can't handle every concept the same way. It doesn't all have the same solution. And if it was as magical as just going, okay, everybody's going to be woke on three, then that would be great. But again, we don't live in a perfect world.
3: Well, the, 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 love, the, the broad brush loves to be brought out. Brought out? Brung out? Uh, when you talk about straight white males, though.
1: I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, okay, I mean... Which what, I've... Uh, you know... Uh, fine, whatever. But, I've always,
3: uh, but think about this. Why, why, why always demonizing the straight white males? Let's just look at the census
1: data. You
3: want, you need this, you're going to need these people on yeah. your side.
1: If you want change to happen... But isn't the bigger point, what the fuck does it matter to you? Have you ever had your job felt threatened because of your ethnicity or gender or anything else about you? Have you ever felt like you're in a, a, if a minority If you want change situation? to happen, you can't sit there and
3: shame a majority of the population hoping they'll come over to your side mm-hmm. in way of thinking. But
4: Aaron, Aaron yeah. part of the problem with what you're saying is you' now when you say straight white males they don't have you know their job living situation whatever threatened because of their sexuality their ethnicity i am just reading. you know their, but their sex yeah here's okay, but they, you're speaking in generalities, and if you flip the coin over all of a sudden that's 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 a cardinal sin in today's society as mm-hmm. far as the culture wars go.
1: Yeah, I don't buy this flipping it argument in any situation, really. Well, if your goal okay. is equality, you should. Yes, again, but this is in some non-existent utopia. Well, I'm just where i we seem
3: to come everywhere now from the place of everybody should be equal, everybody should be included. I'm just saying that's where everything have right. seen come like, from now. If that's your ultimate goal, then we need to look at everything through that prism.
1: The, the, argument, for, uh, the argument against the movie Get Out, well, if you flip the roles and it was uh, a white kid being chased by a bunch of black people that looked suspicious, then you could never get away with that. And that's, that's true. It's true, but it's, so what? And it's a bullshit argument.
4: It, it's true, it's, but it's it, a bullshit argument?
1: It's a bullshit argument because what it's doing, what we're talking about when we're talking about movies like Get Out is... We're, we're, I, I know this. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not speaking from that angle. But I did hear interviews, uh, an interview with Jordan Peele, and it's very much about how we treat race in general in the history of of uh, white people and black people living together. So I don't know.
5: I don't. Know, I, mean, I feel like it, I kind of agree because, like, straight white men aren't and never have been oppressed in america like america was founded on well, like white men and that's go back further
1: i mean the birth of the the catholic church the white men have been in power
5: since then that's right yeah so like it's like i feel like besides people trolling you on the internet and saying but straight white men like there's never been any issues like that so to me it's kind of bs to make the argument that like it's not okay to do that because it's been happening to people who are people of color or people who are gay for how long up until like right now in the grand scheme of things. Like it hasn't been very long.
4: To me, it's economic oppression. All right. And a lot of these issues that we're talking about are born out of economic dep- oppression. All right. Upward mobility has dwindled since world War- since, since, well, probably actually since probably the seventies, early eighties. All right. The, the, the income gap between people at the top and the middle class has just get, been getting farther and farther away from each other, all right? CEOs make 400 times what they made in 1980. The guy working in the factory makes 10 times in what he made. So wh- what's the best way to stir up, the, what's the best way to keep people, their minds off of the fact that the system we are in is screwing us all unless you're at the top, Oh, let's get them fighting over a bunch of bullshit.
1: But, no, but th- all that bullshit that you call it does all kind of lead back to that economic equality. When you okay, talk about, pro- but listen, economic listen. equality is, is, is linked with the opportunities go, for why employment. Why should my money
4: go towards fucking helping people with to get health care? That's not a right. Oh, but you don't have a problem with bombing people in other countries. Your money going towards tax, your tax money going towards that. It's it's the it's the mind fuck that's put on us, to where I got mine, you didn't get yours, you didn't earn it, so you're not allowed to have it, and so we squabble over that, and then we break it up even more into that. Mm-hmm. Then it gets tribal instead of just white instead of just white middle class looking down on white trash living in the you know mountains somewhere pissing in an outhouse. Now they start lumping in black people with them. Now they start lumping in immigrants with them. It's right it's 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 just dividing and, us at the bottom because then we can't then you can't get anything done,
1: and we're finding out just how core to the the uh the principles of the trump administration racism and isolationism is because at least maybe this isn't news to everybody, but I'm finding out more how central sessions as well as bannon is to trump's administration i didn't realize that those how much of a history those two had and this whole thing is really their brainchild A clan rally in the late 60s yeah i mean sessions used to go on uh on uh bannon's radio show and talk all kinds of racist non-shit, uh, nonsense. The white power non- hour. Non-shit. I just made up a term. The white power hour with That's Steve and Jeff. Non-shit.
4: But yeah, so okay, but do you see what I'm saying? Look at, the, look, at the, look at the... Those guys are not middle-class white guys. Those guys are people who enjoy the upper class. And what's the best way to keep people at each other's throats? To start fucking dividing people up by the, the, the most basic shit. Are they darker than me? Do they look different than me? Do they pray different than me? Do they live in a different area than me?
3: I forget what book I read. It. It's sure and we all read and it And we're trying middle school. to sit here
4: and argue about bringing people together, and we can't even fucking get over that type shit. Does it all boil down to haves and
3: have-nots? What book is that? We all had to read it. Some book we all probably read, read in middle school. Uh, Animal Farm?
1: That's, that's kind of broad, but... Like, no, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of
4: books that deal with that.
3: No, but there was the people in the book were actually called. They were divided up into the haves and the
1: have-nots. Like, uh, uh, what is it, Oliver Twist? I can't remember. fucking no. Okay.
4: Brave New World? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know.
3: Like, I know it's not list every book you I read. Night, but that. isn't that really what it gets down to in general? And now we're just subdividing our haves and subdividing our have-nots and pitting them. Now, now we're pitting our have-nots against each other and our haves against each other.
4: Well look at look at look at history look at modern history in the US when it comes to race relations. Okay? You had Malcolm X. Malcolm X was out there when he was with the, when he was speaking the words of Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, was saying the most divisive shit. Basically, if you took white man out, put black man in there, he sounded like he sounded like he's giving a speech at a clan rally. He went to Mecca realized that there are Muslims of all colors, of all nationalities, he was sitting there praying with, sharing food with, sharing drinks with, came back to America, changed his tune, and the man was dead within a year, assassinated in front of his family. He was no longer useful. He was no longer useful to the nation of Islam because they want their their little niche into getting some is to divide people, is to, is to find people who are dissatisfied in the black community and say, come on in, we're going to sit here and hate on, on some Jews and hate on some white folks, and we're going to get ours. And when he, when he said, wait a minute, it's not about that, it's about people. It's not about what color you are, what country you come from. They no longer had use for him. And the government had no longer had use for him because they couldn't use him as a scare tactic to whitey on the news every night anymore. Martin Luther King got out there and said, it's not about the color of your skin, but the content of your character, and they blew his ass away.
1: Right. Well, you know, I, while I do believe that that Sessions and and Steve Bannon are both inherently just racist people, that's kind of besides the point because what makes them dangerous is the fact that they understand that they can use that racism and pr- and prey on it on on in other people and use it to control them and to. And once you give somebody uh, put a fear inside of them and give them a common enemy, then you can do whatever you want in defense of protecting that the, those people.
3: Oh, There's a greater yeah. so I'm yeah. Sorry, that, I, I
1: I mean that in, as a point to you know why uh, uh, Martin Luther King was so dangerous, why his message is so dangerous. When you just start looking at people are people, regardless of where they're from, it makes people less hesitant to say, let's go over there and bomb that country, invade this group of people.
4: Well, if you look at one I mean, of Malcolm I mean, X's for all last the noble press conferences, he said, that- they asked him about, he, he formed his own organization, and asked him about them working with white people, and he said, and... I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember the exact quote, but essentially what he said is there can be no black-white unity until there's black unity, All right. Until we stop ha- the hatred amongst ourselves for whatever reasons, you know. And that's case in point of what yeah. I'm talking about. That's the juice like, All, when these, that all shit these people ends. fighting for equal rights all have their little pet thing that they're fighting for, but ultimately, isn't it human rights is what we're supposed to be fighting for? I have no problem fighting for human rights. I have no problem, you know, and human rights includes gay people, women, black people, everybody. You're human. That's the point, right? We were born free. It's the laws that tells us of the country that we were born in it tells us what we can and can't do. The only thing you got to do when you're born is die. That's it. And the human rights are it's it's not given to you by the constitution. It's not given to you by the government. You were born with it. Take it. It's fucking yours. That's what I'm getting at the finer when point. when we use adversarial and divisive language and we cover it up by saying we're trying to get rights for this group and this group and this group, you're to Chris's point, you're possibly fucking kicking allies in the shin.
3: You can't bring everybody together while you're pushing everybody apart. I think is the the, the broad point maybe true you know what make scares the rich? government
4: more than anything the any woman march, gay rights march, million man march anything. If it was a human rights march, and people okay. of all colors, creeds, religions, sexual orientation were out there, that scared the fuck out of the government more than any other march that we've ever had. Because you history. can't
3: pin down a special interest if it's everybody.
5: Right? Exactly.
1: Can I, Can I throw an, an analogy at you, Rich? Here, uh, when you, in response to what you were saying, that uh, you know, just trying to. Uh, you know, insult people into into getting on the train of whatever that person's cause is, is is not working with their master plan ultimately. But the way I see it is, and here's an analogy for you. Let's say you're in a relationship. You're with a woman. It doesn't have to be a woman. You're with another person. And that person is saying to you, hey, we need to talk. And you're like, yeah, well, I'm busy. I, you know, I got to work late. Uh, let's watch this movie instead. You know there's all kinds of reasons to avoid the talk about whatever it is, or just not being open to it in general or being dismissive when the subject that they want to, that their significant other wants to talk about is brought up and then you have an argument about it, and you go, "Whoa, where's all this coming from? This is all of a sudden. How come we couldn't just talk about this rationally right Well, we tried. There was attempts made to talk about these things rationally. Like, hey, doesn't it make sense that you know we should just allow people to get married because they want to get married? And if people, if same-sex couples are going to enjoy benefits of marriage, then anyone should be able to enjoy those same benefits equally. It, it's not like this was just brought up one day and and somebody else said, I never thought about it. Yep, let's make that a law. And the next day it was passed. So that's where the anger comes from. And I'm not disagreeing that it's not always successful in uh in turning somebody's mind around but you could also argue that it's sometimes successful in making them heard and you could go from i don't care to yeah i'm with this cause whereas the the flip side of that the person who is dismissive of it would have been anyway whether you're silent whether you're allowed no matter how you demonstrate it there's always going to be a certain segment of the population that will Dismiss you, and will be unwinnable.
4: And I guess the most humane thing to do then is society, as we progress, you leave them behind, and eventually they're gonna they're gonna go. Wow, look at them up there fifty. Look at they're fifty miles ahead of us, and boy, they got some nice shit up there. They'll come around eventually, or else they'll be like the making, fucking Amish.
5: When they're making our laws, it's really hard to just like move yeah. past it, though. But but you also in vote,
1: yeah, you know, and it. When you talk about like people have to be accepting of change, well, they they should be. But ultimately, when they're not, a lot of times there's consequences. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes a person goes through their whole life racist and nobody calls them on their shit or whatever it might be, and you know, the world's an imperfect place. But for example, uh, if you want to talk about just being successful in business. We talk a lot about we've kind of ragged on millennials on this show. If anyone's listening, to it's no, it's no it's our secret. bread and butter. There's a lot of talk about how maybe there's a different work ethic that this generation has compared to previous generations, but employers have have understood this and have learned to work with it. Right? It's not about getting your ideal employee. It's about getting a good person that can be loyal to your company and learning to work with their strengths and learning how to work with that person. So, you know, whereas uh, you might consider somebody to not be as equally motivated to do whatever because, you know, I, I think previous, to, previous generations are more about you start at the bottom, you work your way up, right? First job, you get a dishwasher, and then you work your way up from that. Even if you start at like a big firm, you start in the mailroom or something like that. Yeah. And that works sometimes. And that, that was a model that has worked for this country for a long time, but it was also based on a lot of other things that we held dear at the time that we don't any longer, like labor unions and, uh, and strict laws controlling this stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's not really about, well, that person's gone and, and woe is me. Well, you've got to face facts you're going to have to hire millennials at some point. You have to, these people have to be employed and they are talented. So you have to find a way to work with them. So I guess to tie it into the the bigger issue that we're we're talking about, I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be people that you won't be able to change, but there's going to be a, a lot of people that are just kind of forced to. And that does include politicians because while... The issues do seem scattershot and it's everything all at once. Everybody's rights all the time. It it can make a big difference. You know, the people that are keeping the simple, the uh, the closed minded people in power right now are frankly dying off.
3: It's the best part about old people. Well, at least when they're in power.
1: And it does, and it's it's not like one of these movements—the women's movement, the uh, you know, gay rights movement, or transgender, or anything like that. It's not like one single movement is going to coalesce and put somebody into office. It's that it all leads up to the bigger point, and to the person that just accepts all these things as natural, and not to be close-minded as natural, like previous generations were raised. So.
4: Well, let me ask Monique a question because you, you – You either learn to I, adapt I, or you I, die. I really want to get her perspective because you you, you triggered, no, no pun intended, uh-huh. Shot in my head with what you were saying there. Yeah. Uh, Monique, when it comes to politicians, do you think m- most politicians are genuine in their beliefs that they say when they give speeches – or do definitely you think they're not. just pandering to to their, their
2: voting no, base?
5: No, I d- think they definitely just say whatever they have to get to get as many people to vote for them because, in my opinion, it's all about having power and not actually fighting for whatever you believe in, if that makes sense.
1: Have, have there been any... I mean, you're... I, I thought you said uh, you were 18. Are you, are you 17? I'm 17. You're 17, okay. So, I mean, obviously, as a 17-year-old, politics were not on my mind, but you're also kind of in a different situation where you don't have that convenience to just not be involved in politics. Right, You being you is political at this point in time. And are there any politicians out there that have really struck a chord with you and said, oh, that, there's a reasonable person. There's somebody I would vote for if I could?
5: <laughs> Honestly, I agree with a lot of like what bernie sanders had to say but at the same time it's really hard for me to trust that because mm-hmm. he's out here preaching all of this great stuff and like i'm agreeing with all of it but then i step back and i'm like that's exactly what he wants me to do though so like right. does he actually genuinely mean what he's saying or is he gonna say that and then he's gonna get into office and everything's Holy gonna be completely shit, different
3: that's cynical you're only 17 <sighs> yeah <laughs> Wow, I took, love it. it took me, I love it. It took me twenty Sorry. years to get to a good level of
1: that. And I wonder. Of that level, I wonder. I don't mean to call you on on this, but is it age bias? Like, if these reasonable words were coming out of a younger person, would you be more open to thinking that this person was something different and not just the part of the establishment learning different phrases?
5: Probably not, to be honest. Okay.
1: I I wonder how much I. I I think that would make a difference, but
5: I think I, don't, I would probably I don't still vote for him anyways because he's at least not preaching hateful things like Trump was a lot of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Like obviously, kind of like the lesser two evil things, but
1: right. And I think that's why he got the attention that he did because he was actually willing to counter a lot of the ridiculous things that Trump said, whereas Hillary was. Like oh I'm I'm above even responding to that and I don't think that attitude well I think as as a reasonable person I think it seemed appropriate at the time like I wouldn't want to respond to it. wait I'm sorry say it. what did you say about the bonfire again
4: just put it under their ass and then force them to sit on the you know put it under the chair and force them to sit on the hot seat and go you're on that constantly. You never. As long as you're in public office, you're always on the hot seat. You are always pissing off your constituents one time. You're always one time of doing that away from being out of What's office because we're your bosses. We hired you to do a job. You answer to us.
1: Do, do I remember this incorrectly or it seemed like early on when Bernie started getting traction, that was an issue that he was bringing up is getting the money out of politics. And it seemed to taper off drastically as we got closer to the election.
2: Yeah. The, and,
4: the cynic in me says that's because he realized that it takes money to win an election, especially a presidential election.
3: Signs aren't yeah. free. Right. Airtime isn't free. Stickers aren't yeah. free. I, mean, I he's not used- Trump.
4: He's not going to come out and say something so outrageous they're going to give him $3 billion worth of free advertisement on the nightly news. Right.
1: I, I think he should have. I mean, personally, he should have been out there like, this is ridiculous. Okay. I've raised a lot of money to even be considered. And this is a barrier that is superfluous to the job that I'm applying for. And here's what's being spent, right? Yeah. I had to ask donors for this money. This is a necessity that people believed in me, gave me this money because they wanted to, they believed that I had the, the right ideas for this nation. But. It's ridiculous that this is a system that I'm forced to work in.
3: I just don't understand why. Like, uh, he is clearly your store-bought generic brand cola, and he was trying to get Coke or Pepsi he, to uh, pick him up. Uh, as far Ber- as Bernie, yeah, as far as running,
1: he identifies how do, how do you, himself
3: in Congress as an independent, but he ran for the Democratic nomination. I still don't get that.
1: Okay, I see what you're getting at.
3: Like his whole his whole shtick has been like, "Fuck this whole system," and then I he see, and then he tried to go for.
1: I think that's kind of the same thing I was describing too. Like, what are you doing? He, he understood that he had to play the game. He should
3: have kept running in order to. He could have.
1: He'd have been president. In in order to get a real chance, he had to play the game. But he wasn't as open about how he was playing. it, Why he was running as a Democrat, even though he was an independent, and. You know, more about, I think he should have talked a lot more about why he was not independent in the yeah. first place. You know,
3: could have save us from it's only like two months in, right? It's not even two months in now, it, it's an exhaustive two months. I
1: think, in maybe in his defense a little bit, you could say that he felt like many people have said about the Republican Party that their beliefs didn't change, that the party strayed from their beliefs, right. And maybe this was him feeling like the party was coming back to being in line with his beliefs. And that's why he ran as a Democrat. But I don't remember hearing anything like that said. And uh, it certainly wasn't for lack of election uh, coverage.
3: I, I viewed it as the sex pistol sign into a major label. That's kind of how <laughs> I, I viewed it. I was like, what are I, you doing, man? Right, but... Like, you've, you've, like I guess... I don't begrudge you success, but I guess that's a music thing. But I guess the way what Bernie was doing is you've, the whole time, you've been screaming anti establishment, and now you have gone for the approval of the establishment you've been railing I, against.
1: I think that you're mixing your message, sir. The really big question is what is the next politician going to look like? The post Trump politician. And, Oprah. And nobody knows. Maybe it is. Now, okay, Monique, I have another question for you then while we have you. Sure. Since we since we talked about uh, we're going to use you as a representative of millennials.
3: You're speaking for all young people, no pressure.
1: <laughs> not because we're trying to generalize, <laughs> but because you're the only one we could get on the show. And I, I'm curious what your attitude is about media in general and what you consume to get your news.
5: That's a hard one. So I've always been taught not to ever actually believe anything like that right because things are obviously always twisted and turned and made to look better or worse than they actually are so it to me i literally like if i see something that interests me i will literally like read the article that like came up on facebook or twitter and then i'll go like google it and i'll read like things from the right like a news station that's considered like on the right side and then a news station that's considered on the left side and then just see all like the different right. changes and stuff like that so it's hard for me because you never actually know what's accurate and what's not. Well, that's like,
1: interesting. I mean, I, I'm i with you in that I do read conservative uh, news stories as well as uh, ones that I know lean more liberal. But I I do actually feel like I come away with an opinion about it.
5: I mean, I do, but you like... You
1: know, not just like, I, well, you can't believe what you read. I, I I'm not trying to put words in your mouth again, but... Maybe I'm oversimplifying it by saying, stating it that way.
5: It kind of just depends on like what the subject is,
1: right? If that yeah. makes
5: sense, like it's a case by case thing, for me at least.
1: Right. Well, I guess it just really comes down to what type of person you are. I mean, a lazy person is not going to research anything. They're going to believe what pops up on their Facebook feed and not have time for anything else.
4: And it's that's, that's basically what I was getting at. Earlier, when I was saying, you want to really scare the government, get take everyone who voted, which is what I think we worked it out. It was wasn't it wasn't like a little under the third of the eligible voters in this country actually voted. Yeah, in this last presidential election, mm-hmm. split them in half. Let's just just for simplicity's sake, half of them are you know hardcore conservatives. Half of them are are, are not hardcore, but half of them are conservatives. Yeah. Half of them are liberals. So equally, we're talking, is, we're
1: talking about a sixth of the the population.
4: Yes, now we're talking about a 6. If we had just in the numbers, like 18% of people who voted, and
1: a half, I think, something like that.
4: Wasn't it like 59 million people voted total? Oh no, it was whatever, more, whatever, What no, it was whatever, more than that. No, 59 people voted million people voted for Trump. Oh, okay. Was, what I'm getting at is if we had just the numbers of people who voted out there Calling the government on their shit, then it wouldn't matter about the people who are too dumb to do the research or the people who just don't care about politics or the people who are radical on whatever, you know, left, right, whatever. If you just had people who are like, look, we're tired of this bullshit, both uh, the two party system is really just, you know, do you like the puppet on the left or the puppet on the right? Meanwhile, it's the same person controlling both puppets and we're tired of this shit. That's more of a threat to the status quo as far as. Politics go, then any threats of you know oh well we're gonna boycott Ivanka Trump's shit or you know we're gonna boycott till this person's taken off the air, because it really doesn't affect politicians. All that is is just uh, those that's just window dressing for them. It keeps everybody's mind off of what's really going on. I mean it's like one of the things we we keep harping at on this show, and I really think we need to keep hammering this point through. Kellyanne Conway puts her feet on the couch. People lose their fucking mind. Meanwhile, while people are paying attention to that, hey, we're going to pump up the military budget, $56 million. Kellyanne Conway says the, you know, the, the Bowling Green massacre, people lose their mind. That's at the front of the news. Meanwhile, in the back, barely mentioned, is the fact that Dodd-Frank got overturned. That's what I guess I'm getting at. We need to not be so concerned with the bells and whistles and the decorations and actually... Look at what's underneath it.
1: Yeah, we have to see. Trump's playing a smokescreen. Is it okay? There's going to be all kinds of weird news stories about me. Well, let's just double that, and people won't know what to believe, and it'll all be fake news.
4: Yeah, it's like when you're when you were a kid and you'd come in and you'd smoked weed with your buddies, and your mom goes, "Are you high? Did you do dope?" And you go, "Yes, mom. First, I shot heroin. Then I snorted coke. Smoked some crack." uh injected some crystal meth in my dick and she's like okay whatever smart ass it's like if you just overwhelm them with bullshit they'll just get tired and go fuck it i don't even know what the truth is anymore just whatever i mean that's what he's doing it's it's this that's the thing here's the scary part trump is not a political mastermind he didn't like get where he's at because he he's this evil person sitting behind a uh, uh, you know, well, <laughs> I'm an evil genius. No, he's a fucking moron. He's a reality show celebrity. He's he's known for being known. Well, he's a, he's a Kim Kardashian without a sex tape. Even the people right? who who
1: puppeteered him into this position didn't really think that they would would have accomplished their goal. I mean, they don't know what to do with him.
4: Well, that's that's, but yeah. that's the, the Russians. The Russians freak don't even us know the fuck out as a nation, and I'm not talking about people to support them. People to support them are they're going to support them no matter what, and I found that out, and that, that bums me out because as much as I, as as in 2008 and 2012, you know, I wanted Obama over the Republicans. I could still point out the flaws in Obama. It seems like the people who really love Trump are incapable of doing that, or unwilling to. I don't know which one.
1: Right. That's, no, the, uh, so they're. There is a lot of stories about Trump supporters who are angry with him and, and their quotes are like he's not doing what he said he could he he should have more immigrants out of the country by it's now Been 7 weeks. It was <laughs> like yeah they're not they're not upset because he is doing anything that he said he's doing he was going to do it's that he hasn't done enough yet
3: and all these people you ever try to do anything that involves the government <laughs> I, I mean it's The wheels of government move very slowly. I don't know if you've heard that, people, but...
1: Yeah, well, let's just...
3: It took 100 years to completely shake out slavery.
1: Just saying. Let's break this down to a simpler concept. Let's say your car. Like, Yeah, you want your car done soon because you'd like to drive it again. But at the same time, you're not going to hang out next to the mechanic and go, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Because you want to make sure that he does the job right, because you don't want your wheels falling off while you're on the road, right? There's a certain amount of time has to be put into these things. And this idea that it's all going to change overnight, that Trump is getting people to believe, when all this shit that he's signing either is non-binding, can be overturned by uh, by, uh, draining the budget for whatever program he proposes by Congress, or overturned by judges. It's not about fast government. Who said the problem with government was it's too slow? I mean, we understood that there was... I mean, there's too slow and then there's like the molasses that we were in all through Obama's years. The eight years of the lowest productivity out of any sitting government in American history, I think. I
3: don't know. That's kind of why, too, Trump says he's going to do all this crazy shit. And I just kind of just smile and nod because I'm like... You got midterm elections coming up a year into your presidency. That's why he's you gotta get, get it get done now. Half of this, sh- but no, that's yeah. in two years. There's no, they, they aren't even gonna even get the contractors
1: in place they need to build the wall in two years. Like that's right. they're they're saying phase one of the health care plan is going to be passed in two weeks. That's what Paul Ryan said. That two weeks is his goal. While. He does not have. Great, you pass it all you want in two weeks. Execution is what's going to kill you. But but he doesn't even have currently. That gives him two weeks to turn over a lot of people who are against this, and those aren't Democrats.
2: But by the time time it's going to be
3: executed, it's the midterms are going to happen, and you probably got Congress changing over. Like that's 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 why I don't fret things like this. I I you know it's like Trump his first few weeks. Yeah, those executive orders you look fancy but they said a whole lot of nothing and when it came down to it when the rubber had to meet the road as far as how our government works most of them fucking just burn up and went you know and evaporated vaporized because this is Well
1: yeah but we also see how this I mean I think I see how this thing plays out we've seen how it plays out I don't know if everybody's accepting of this but You ultimately get to the point of frenzy where you've got everybody worked up. You've got them all fearful of a common enemy and a cause. You've got a lot of other crazy shit going on that you wish would just go away. And all of a sudden you find a reason to fight a war. And now all those people that were like, hey, yeah, Trump is kind of crazy are like, well, it doesn't matter if he's crazy. We got to get these sons of bitches. America, America. America.
4: Man, I think that ship sailed. I think, I think 9-11 and, and you don't going think into we're... Iraq instead of doing what we should have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think they can pull that ship. You don't twice, think Trump could, get, to, could easily get us into a war? I'm sorry, you broke up. I didn't hear no, you.
1: You don't think Trump could easily get us into a war?
4: Oh, he could get us into one, but he's not going to get the support for it like the, the Iraq invasion in 2003 because they waved the fucking Never Forget flag because of 9-11. He's not going to be – what I'm saying is he's not going to be able to spin some shit that has nothing to right. do with anything into overwhelming support for – he's not going to be able to spin, like case in point, the Navy SEAL who died, who he had his wife you know, at, the, at his address of the nation get up and all this stuff. He's not going to spin that into okay, now we're going to go invade another country that has nothing to do with that Navy SEAL dying, but we're going to connect the dots somehow. Don't worry. It'll make sense later. History will look favorably upon us. He's not going to pull a Bush, he's not going to pull a W part two because we fell for that shit one time. Mm. And to be honest with you, a whole lot of the country didn't fall for it the first time. It's just a lot of people were too scared to stand up and go, well, wait a minute, uh, what the fuck does Iraq got to do with 9 11? Because they would get shouted down as un American. What do you hate American? Did you did, never forget 9 11? Did you see the towers fall? Where were you when they fell? Here's a Toby Keith song about it. Hey, we're over that. We're we're past. When nine eleven happened, they said we entered the post irony, uh, uh, whatever uh, period. We're uh-huh. post being shamed with with you know you oh you're not supporting the troops, you're not doing this. I think we've proven it for the most part. A lot of people in this country give lip service to the military and their support of it. Meanwhile, there's been you know there was a, a war in Iraq and Afghanistan going on, and. For the most part, our lives weren't touched by it because it wasn't on the nightly news like Vietnam was, and we didn't fight to have it on the nightly news. We don't want to see that shit, but at the same time, we're not going to put we're not going to throw our support behind him. He can start a war, and because wars are easy to start, it's getting out of it and sustaining the war that's that's going to be the hard part. And I just don't think he's going to have the type of support that he thinks he's going to have.
1: I don't know. Do that finding excuses to sustain a war doesn't ever seem to be a problem. Hey. Real quick, Monique, uh, we've been going on for a while here. Are you still good to hang in with us, or do you need to split? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, okay. Just wanted to give you an out there if you needed one. No,
5: I'm good. Thank I you, though. D- I did
4: want to ask you a question, Monique, about okay. um, how, poli- how... I'm assuming that since you're rather politically aware that you probably called move woke, in circles Rich. that are <laughs> your, your friends are, am I correct?
5: Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
4: Okay, how would you say, like, people around your age are compared to you? Would you say that you're more politically engaged or about, this, about, you know, average or less than average?
5: I think a lot of people in my generation and a lot of people that I go to school with are actually even, like, some of them are even more into politics, but then, like, there are some people at my school who, like, don't care and they're not into it at all. But then there are a lot of people at my school and there's like this one clique of people and everybody knows exactly who they are and they call everybody out for every single little thing and if you think I'm annoying, you should meet them. <laughs> and they're like every single little thing. They know everything and you're stupid because you don't know every single thing.
4: Oh, give them our Skype address. Yeah. We, we call them hipsters.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a,
4: they preferred uh, vinyl.
1: I don't remember ever talking about anything political in high school, outside of the fact that we didn't have Twitter.
5: I was about right. to say, I think social yeah. media has a lot to do with it, and having like cell phones, like you have Google right at your fingertips, and everything that happens, you can see right away, no matter where you're at.
4: Now, what would you what would you say that there's a decent amount, a little amount, when it comes to support for Trump among people of your age? Like, what would you say is the just, I mean, just pull figures out your ass like we do.
5: It's probably, honestly, 10% or lower.
4: <laughs>
3: and that might just be because
5: the people who are Trump supporters are afraid to come out and say that they support Trump because they will be attacked for that most of the time. Now,
3: don't you think that's a problem? Like I the- do.
5: But at the same time, it depends on... No, it should gonna- depend.
3: If we're if we're if we're going for free speech and everyone gets a say and everyone's equal, they should they shouldn't have to fear to be to, to voice who they support. That's not what. That's counteractive to I guess what what the, the side
4: that's attacking them is going for. But Chris, hold well, on I- a second. And is there's a, there's a difference between someone going, "Oh, you're a Trump supporter." Well, you're an idiot. If that's what you're afraid of. And you got to grow thicker skin because life's going to throw a whole lot meaner than that at you. And there's a difference between that and going, "Oh, you're a Trump supporter," and I'm getting jumped for it. And that's why they fear of speaking out. Well, I mean, if look it's it, because they don't want to hear something that goes against, that makes that it's going to hurt their feelings, then yeah, guess what? Get thicker skin. If it's because they're worried about getting the shit beat out of them, that's a problem.
3: Well, it's, it's like the like like the inauguration, or just in general the celebrity sphere. Can you tell me any? celebrity that openly endorses donald trump no you can't because these people want to work god damn oh yeah fucking chachi <laughs> someone in like, chachi. <laughs> but i mean we know like vince vaughn's a republican you ain't heard vince vaughn say shit about donald trump vince vaughn likes working but, in the industry that he's in
5: if you're like at school and you just say something about like supporting donald trump then like you're not going to get attacked for it but if you're like i like donald trump because of like the muslim ban and the fact that he hates Muslims because Muslims are, like, terrorists or something, then you're going to get attacked for saying that, obviously, because, like, it's just wrong in general. Clarify,
1: like, you would get jumped, like somebody would actually punch you, or you would would just get lambasted on on Twitter or Facebook or whatever.
5: It would, like, just turn into a giant argument. I don't think anybody would be physically in danger for that.
1: I didn't think so. I just wanted to clarify.
5: But like our school newspaper for example like there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on with that because there was an article written by a white kid white guy and he was like I don't think we need black history month because white people and like black history is taught every day in school and like there's no reason like why don't we have a white history month then
3: See, now, the word bravery is thrown out a lot. Now, I'm not saying this person is a hero, but that's the definition of fucking bravery, because that's definitely not going to be a popular opinion. You signed your real name. People will know where to find you. Oh,
5: yeah, no. I'm not, no, I don't I'm don't say, don't I'm not saying, like I I'm not saying it's right.
3: I'm not saying it's right, but if you go by the definition of bravery, I'll give that person yeah. more props than a person who's in a room full of people who agree with him, spouting well, out he also, stuff everybody agrees. Also, the woman who
5: runs the newspaper, she's an English teacher, has been super accused of being homophobic and racist and there's a lot behind that that i'm not going to get into because i don't want it like to get in trouble or get anybody in trouble but
1: yeah i I doubt in a in a school paper situation the teacher is going well i really disagree with this point of view and i think it's horrible hate speak but um i'm going to publish it anyway
5: right (laughs) And then there was another – so we have a club at our school called Allies, and they're a support group for people in the LGBTQ community. And there was an article in the paper written because people were tearing down posters and, like, destroying property of the group. And we had one kid who's actually my ex-boyfriend. This is really tragic. Um, And he was pretty much just like, well, I think that it's not right that they're allowed to have their club and we aren't allowed to tear stuff down. Like, why can't we tear down their posters if we want?
3: Because they're not hurting anything. You're, that's that's, that's, that's exactly. an easy answer. You're destructing like, property. They're not.
5: But then he got mad when people came for him about that and was like, well, that's just my opinion, and, like, you're not allowed to tell me that. Like, you can't come attack me for saying that. And I'm like, dude, you put it in the school newspaper. Like, <laughs> I know the person who wrote the article. She didn't want to put that, but the woman who runs it told her that she needed a counterclaim so she had to find one and she asked you if you wanted to put it in there anonymously so he didn't even have to put his name so he wouldn't have gotten attacked but like what did you expect when you say something like that and there's like the logic behind it like we're not i'm not in the club because i do way too much crap outside of school to add just another thing on but they're not hurting anything by having a support group club like nobody's shoving it down your throat nobody's forcing you to be there so no you don't get to destroy anything and it's kind of like why would you want to if we're trying to be equal that's like when people say that you know if women are equal then i can hit women like that's not the point if that makes sense
1: no i follow you
5: so it's like sure like
4: Oh, don't see me first I maintain, I maintain yeah. this, okay? When it comes to that subject, this is what I say. It's an unfortunate rule of life when you're a kid and you're a male and you're in school. And this, this is regardless of color, sexual orientation. It could be, could be worse based upon your color or sexual orientation. But as a male growing up, when you're under the age of you hit someone, you go to jail. You know, instead you hit them and you, go, you get sent home from school or whatever. Fear of getting your ass kicked is what makes you bite your tongue and keeps you in line a lot of times. Now, whether that's right or wrong, that's a different discussion. It's just what is. You're, that's how come you don't see nerds and, and little scrawny guys going up and mouthing off to some six-foot-nine lineman from the football team. Because if he pisses that guy off, that going can slap the shit out of him. They hone their skills and become stand-up comedians.
1: Actually, I did, and they didn't. So
5: Yeah, I <laughs> don't see a whole lot of that. To be completely honest with you, our school, I don't know if our school is just weird or that's just how things are now compared to when you guys were in high school, but it's really different. Like, people aren't, then, like, what you see on TV is like my perception of what high school was like 20 years ago because I can't tell you because I didn't live through it.
2: You mean your your fellow
1: students don't actually say, Catch me outside?
5: (laughs) Not seriously, no. (laughs) No, How about that? There's so much more violence Stop and arguing and like bullying I think on TV than actually goes on in high school.
4: Well then what I was gonna say is as you get older where instead of at school where you where that happens, it usually happens one at bars and two between drunk people. And if any any group of guys who not any, but most group of guys who who have like five or six guys and they go out, they've had that one friend who's always barking at people and trying to get shit started between you know, his crew and some, some other group of guys. And he's usually the guy that's going to get his ass kicked first. And so what you learn is that as a male is let him bark and let him get his ass kicked a few times, and he'll learn that, well, you better there's a time and a place for you to pop off. And at a bar with drunk people who aren't thinking rationally and are on mind-altering chemicals, isn't the time to go ahead and start popping off about shit?
3: Hey, man, you get one, all right? I defend you one time blindly, all right? After that, you get your ass kicked and arrested, Yeah. and then we can determine whether or not we want to be friends in public (laughs) from here on out.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've gone out with guys who seem completely normal, and then we go to the bar and they drink, and they turn into the Tasmanian devil. They want to take on everybody. And those type of guys you can't have fun with. I don't go out to get into fights. Yeah, okay. and when I was I younger, yeah, there was a, a group of friends, and that's what we did. We went around looking for trouble, and guess what? We found it. Shocking, I know. But as I got older and the cops started showing up talking about everybody's going to jail, I was like, I don't have a do-in-time type disposition. This is not fun anymore. I'm going to find people who want to go to the bar, have fun, and make an ass of themselves singing karaoke. How about that? Yeah, when That's a little bit more fun.
3: When I had a group of friends where the constant feeling was, man, I hope the cops don't come. Like it was time to it was time to change that group of friends. <laughs> Man, the, are the cops gonna be here. If that's the number one worry every time you hang out with these people. Time to hang out with some new people.
4: I mean, the thing is, is that if you, what I'm getting at with this whole thing when when people say, well, if 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 women are equal to men, then women can get hit. What I'm getting at, and this is gender, this has nothing to do with gender. This is just in my experience, what I've seen. If you are a violent person, and violence is One of the top two or three ways you solve a situation, you're going to attract violence to you. And if you're a violent woman and you get violent with women and men, eventually you're going to meet the guy, just like every guy who's who's like that has, who's going to knock your teeth down your throat and at that point Done. i have no empathy for the person that stands up and starts crying about i'm a woman how dare he hit me just like i have no empathy for the guy who's been walking around picking fights all his life who finally met the guy who broke his fucking jaw with one punch shouldn't have been a dick no it's i completely simple.
5: agree with that rich wants I, don't be a I dick to apply to, be, to everybody like, what guys are immediately excited about is like yes i finally get to hit women like that's not not what it should be about i
3: see your point it's not it's it's not a license to be like, all right, I can finally start beating my wife. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> On top I'm like, of that, those if she's guys put those guys you, into a fucking boxing ring and see how excited they are
4: to fight another guy. Well,
3: no, those are the people that say when it's okay to burn the flag that think, all right, I can start going out and burning the flag every day. No, no, just say you're allowed to if you would like to express yourself. It doesn't mean you just- I,
1: I was watching a movie from a couple years ago. I can't remember the the title of it but it was with uh Chiwetel Ejiofor and uh uh, uh oh, Julia Roberts and Nicole Kidman and Chiwetel and and Julia Roberts were both uh they were like recruited anti-terrorism officers they're basically like partners so and he said she's Giving him the, the business about liking Nicole Kidman, and he's like, "Why do you got to be such a dick?" And she's like, "Thank you, I appreciate that." It's <laughs> like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, a lot of guys would have said something sexist, like calling me a cunt." And he's like, "Why? When you're such a dick,
3: don't be a dick." <laughs> that, well, that's I me mean,
1: boiling down your point. I think.
3: <laughs> the,
4: it's, well, no, it's the name it's, of this show.
1: Don't be a dick. <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, look. It, 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 there's certain things. An asshole is an asshole. You know, it's regardless of gender.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, being if you're but, a dick, or if you're acting like a bitch and you're being all cunty about something, that's regardless of gender in my a gender in my mind. That means you're being a whiny bitch about shit.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, there's a difference between complaining with a point and complaining just to complain. Like I like I've worked jobs I've hated, despised. Like, literally, I go home at night, have to drink a 12-pack of beer to keep from going in and killing everyone the next day. I hate the job, and I go in and I bitch about everything. You know what I was being? I was being a whiny little bitch. And what I should have done, but I was too young and dumb to realize at the time, was instead of spending all my energy bitching about that, I should have been looking for another fucking job.
1: Right. If if you're concentrating on what's next, then you're not going into your job thinking... Oh my God! This again. You're just thinking this is only
2: temporary.
3: Planning only gets you so far. It needs to be plan of action at some point. Yeah, yeah I hear
1: you. So
4: uh, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, yes.
1: Where do we go from here?
4: Well, I, shit. I, I, there's been a couple studies that came up that I thought were interesting. Okay. Um, I'm game. Did you guys hear about the study that came out in support of vaping? has uh it's a, it's the first long-term study.
1: There's a UK study that showed an 80 to 90% decrease in harmful anything
4: yeah. basically. Yeah. And it it magically came out just as big tobacco has won the the, the their fight against the smaller vaping industry. Okay. And now big tobacco is wanting to at least in I didn't read that spin on it. here in the, here in the UK and in the US they're starting to push more and more uh vaping, but they they're they're calling it uh-huh. something else. I can't remember what they nic uh tobacco free something or another. It's it's some little term they come up with.
1: Okay. Kind of a but, a, know, just, a blanket term that they can use for all kinds of different vaping accessories and whatnot.
4: Yeah, basically by saying tobacco free, they're implying that you're not getting tobacco with all the chemicals it takes to grow and and process and et cetera, et cetera, which is a valid point but i find it amazing that when they were fighting the smaller vaping industry they you, you could have gone to their head they'd have never admitted any, any of this now they're coming out and right. saying this shit now i got you and i'm just like boy it's it's awfully convenient the study comes out 3 months hey, after uh after all the re- new regul the fda regulations that the big tobacco lobbied for
1: this is this is actually relevant did you see logan
4: no not yet
1: oh, okay this isn't giving anything away And uh, there's some cool shit that, that could be spoiled in that movie I'll just let that be known But there's two characters that vape in it One is the main villain And the other one is a car salesperson Who might as well be a villain <laughs> they're, never well, it- per- they're never portrayed well in any movie
4: well, isn't that basically what goes back to a, a couple months ago? We were talking about how if you want to set someone up as edgy or the bad guy or even the anti-hero of a story, you automatically right. stick a cigarette in their mouth or yeah. her mouth. Well, I mean, that's yeah, but that—that so, so that was so an just, evolution. It's, it makes sense they're shifting a little bit.
1: Yeah, but that was an evolution from. I mean. You go back to, if you want to just have a hard, serious character, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, put a cigarette in his mouth, and go back even further to, if we're going to have somebody on screen, they should be smoking. Why aren't they smoking?
4: (laughs) I know. (laughs) If you ever want to go back and look at some of the old, like, uh, from the 50s, and and, and especially the McCarthy era, the the Senate hearings, (laughs) and you just look at the, the... Haze of cigarette smoke hanging over all of the Senate. <laughs> right,
2: they've Should got they full ashtrays and they're being served
4: <laughs> steaks during it. <laughs> small. <laughs> Doctors going, oh yeah, I want to keep the How- doctor away. Pack a Chesterfield's a day. So here's all a- the good so smoke.
1: Here's another good uh, ask a millennial question, Monique. <laughs> How many of your peers are vaping?
5: To be honest. Not a whole lot of them. There's one kid who used to bring his little vape pen to lunch, like my freshman year. I'm a senior now, so this was. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gotten a lot more popular since then, but he would bring it to school and he would like stealth vape. But there's I was like doing
3: that in the movie theater today. No nicotine <laughs> or or pot,
1: I guess is. Oh, well, we're talking nicotine.
5: Yeah, I don't think I don't hang out with a lot of kids like that. Like I hang out with a lot of like the band nerds, as dumb as that sounds.
1: I hear you. So. But
5: the so banders yeah, like, I ran with were smoking
3: and drinking,
2: and, and some of them were weed. pretty crazy too.
3: Dude, we <laughs> were we rule at my I Heard about band camp?
5: I mean, yeah, there's a, some of them are pretty wild. I'm but. a
3: former <laughs> band geek. I'm just saying, we were cigarettes. There was pot. There was alcohol. Just had to know who to hang with.
5: Yeah, I guess I like I said, I don't really know a whole lot of people who vape like that. are my age, I know people who are like a couple years older. It's really popular.
1: Do you but, think um, they? Do you think they started smoking cigarettes and like early? I don't know. I guess that's the question. Are cigarettes still around with your age group? Yeah. And then they
3: moved down to vape, maybe not or
5: really a whole lot. Yeah. Like I think I only know of like three people that I go to school with that smoke cigarettes. But-
1: I mean, wow. no matter the generation, there's certain tropes Did that still f- stick around. I guarantee. I you: know three people in each class who smoke
3: cigarettes. Look there's still again, some I don't dude
5: with a whole lot of people.
1: There's, so, there's still some dude with long curly hair and a flannel shirt and a Megadeth T-shirt that oh, smokes sure. cigarettes behind the school. Mm-hmm. There, you still, every school still has to
4: have a burnout.
3: And him and the kid in the Smith's you, wh- T-shirt still bullshit Jay every Jay he's time he's they here. smoke.
4: Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Rich? Why are you talking about Jay when he's not here? Long curly hair, Megadeth shirt, and a flannel smoking a cigarette in high school.
2: <laughs>
3: and it and then him and the kid in the Smiths t-shirt, always, you
4: know, bullshit. Smoking clothes. While they're having a cigarette. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, it's just, I, you know, it's funny because I, I, it sounds to me, I hate to. I hate to interpret it this way, but it sounds to me like the fact that when we were kids, my mom would write us a letter and say, please, you know, I, I need cigarettes. Please sell my son hey, to be two fair, packs of whatever. that
3: old. That was gone by the time we were teenage. <laughs> no, that was around when we were little kids.
4: That, but even when I was, even man, even when I was like you know, 16, 17, I could still go in and buy a pack of cigarettes if I knew where to go. Oh, for so sure. It's like they're enforcing laws a lot better. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm than they breath. used to. And as a consequence, it's harder to get, so... Surprise! Surprise! My kids are smoking.
3: Buying cigarettes for I could drive a car. Exactly. For me, they weren't for anyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was a late bloomer and everything. It took dating a smoker to get me to be a smoker. <laughs> I was like, either either she make out folks, with right? E- either make out with the ashtray or give in.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just. I, I hate to say this because I still do smoke cigarettes, and I also vape at the same time. Not at the same time, literally, but... Man, that's commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I've cut down. I'm only down to two liters a day now. Like, I
3: was say, why don't you just open up the vape juice and pour it directly into your mouth? Like, uh, there right. we
1: go. Another, after, another couple like, the weeks, first milliliter. another couple of weeks, I can take three or four of these patches off too.
4: <laughs> While he's chewing no, gum, I, I, if people, you know, people go. Of all the shit you've done when you were younger, what do you regret the most? And I, you know. I don't regret a lot of my drug use because I had fun nah. and I didn't, you know, drug use was never a problem. Drinking I regret, but that's because my body doesn't react to alcohol like most normal people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's a separate it's issue. But as human. far as just like, other sh- like, like smoking, it is the dumbest habit I ever picked up. It gives, it doesn't, it doesn't get, it doesn't expand your mind, doesn't get you high, doesn't make you feel good. In fact, it does the opposite of it. You're a pariah. It's like you're a leper, a modern-day leper. It's just days. a monkey
3: that you're feeding for no reason.
4: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, you know, I I started smoking, what, I don't know, in like early 20s, I guess. And then early 30s when I got married and settled down a little bit. And uh, especially when my wife at the time got pregnant, quit. And didn't really look back on it like i didn't miss cigarettes at all for that time It wasn't till the divorce that I started smoking again and I haven't been able to kick the actual nicotine habit since but i do feel like if i didn't vape i'd be doing something retarded i mean <laughs>
3: I, crack meth
1: i would uh, you know cookers. i'd be sh- i'd be sh- the guy shuffling a deck of cards all the time or you know i'd need one of those fidget toys be
4: like, uh, you'd have like a sucker in your mouth, like. Uh, so why not? Uh, this? was that detective on TV that did that?
3: I don't, there's just there's something about Nick. My sister, both times she's pregnant with her sons, quit both times, and could not wait to light up. And I'm like, you just for nine months, you just quit. Why start now? She like, said, I'm. Right.
4: I, I just, I'm it's, let's go, like because I, I don't want them. Hooks are, yeah, them hooks but, are set deep, man. I'm telling you, I know people who've kicked heroin who said I would rather go back and kick heroin and try to give up smoking again. They let you bring cigarettes
1: right. to rehab. But I think one of the unwritten, uh, unwritten the untalked about, the not-so-much-talked-about thing with pregnant women is the fact that when they give birth, that is actually, part of them is getting themselves back. They're like, I'm just one person again. I have my some of my individual individuality back. I'm not just a pregnant woman and so yeah i can understand wanting to maybe claim back some of those vices that made you feel a little bit more independent not just a mom listen you meet and that be be your identity it's mama's time now (laughs) yeah now i for for my ex it wasn't the smoking it was the weed Couldn't wait to... But when it comes to shit like that, too, it's not just about can't wait to give birth. You have to stop breastfeeding.
4: Are you kidding? uh, She stopped smoking weed when when she was pregnant? Yeah. There's whole swatches of the city called Redford that proves that you'll be fine if you smoke while pregnant. Well, and if you ever notice, too, everything it says... I
1: think I'm an example, actually, too.
3: It doesn't say that smoking marijuana will harm... Your child. No, it, it, it always it, just, it always says you shouldn't smoke marijuana while you're pregnant. Right. It doesn't say why. Like it, it'll tell you like because smoking when you're pregnant will cause this. You know why? when you're
1: pregnant will cause this. Here's but when why. When it comes
3: to pot it just say hey, you shouldn't smoke pot when you're pregnant. But it's just as much it of re- it's
1: just as much a reason why as anything else, and that is we see no benefits. That's it. Your
3: baby will just come out with a penchant for reggae
4: music and tacos. I was going to say, that kid's going to come out woke as fuck. Yeah. He's going to be like, he's going to get smacked on the ass. First thing he's going to say is, where's the Occupy movement? Yeah. <laughs> and my iPad.
3: Hey, man, I just came out. I was chilling there for nine months. I'm looking for directions to the protest.
1: Where the Xbox at?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
1: I was told well, I got I an
3: saying. iPhone upon
1: arriving. Oh, Hold on to that. It's your health care for a whole year yeah but we'll, we'll get into that another oh uh, yeah we're okay so i don't know do we want to talk about anything more explicitly topical that happened this week or i think we covered a lot of ground here
4: you got anything to throw in there monique i'm good i
1: really appreciate you being on with us um I've had a really great, fantastic. Uh, I don't know why I need two adjectives there. But, oh, uh, Three middle-aged
3: guys trying to figure out how young I, people think.
1: I've had a great time talking with you.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I knew complaining on the internet would get me somewhere in life.
3: There you go. <laughs> Thanks for having a, a for being a good sport about it, being open-minded. Just listen to some of our some of our back word questions that you but you know in your mind. Uh, but, uh, I hope really, you didn't feel too is, on display like. That- this. Like a zoo animal, like, hey, look, we got a, we got a real millennial. <laughs> Hope we didn't do that too much to you.
4: Yeah, but- no, no, no. Really, the sad part of it is, is that a lot of the conversations Monique and me and and her parents or just various people have had before tonight, we really should have had mics on those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this one, it's kind of stilted because it's like everybody's still, you know feeling each other out and shit like it's when it's when we don't think anyone's listening that the shit really starts flying
3: (laughs) still too i think the three of us after three years of doing this together we while we still have our 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 filter so to speak we still i think approach things as three rational thinking people you know we're, we're 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 not part of the looking to be offended generation or group i should say like we go into Damn. things trying to like, all right, let's talk this out. Let's see. Let's let's find out where the disconnect is. Let's see if we can meet in the middle. Right. We're not we're not we're not ready to throw up our outrage flags at the drop of a hat.
1: Well, hopefully, Monique, uh, you can check back in with us sometime soon in the future. Yeah, for sure. Our, our resident,
4: our youth correspondent. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've done something here. Yeah, some outreach.
4: Yes. <laughs> Something happened with people under the age of 25. We go live to Monique. Yeah. Our, uh,
3: bridge from Gen X to the millennials.
4: Yeah, hey, now you, you you feel that pressure on you, that you're a voice of a generation. Kurt Cobain couldn't handle it. You going to be all right? Oh, yeah. come on. I know there's no shotguns in your house, but are you going to be all right? Damn,
3: man, Rich.
5: I'll probably be fine. Rich, <laughs> Rich okay. can't get
4: out without
1: going dark first. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love them <laughs>
3: but thanks everybody oh wait hold on my yes last week i skipped my my organizational push i was just going to push vote.org again you just go there you fill okay out your pertinence and it'll tell you where to go vote if you're registered to vote where to register all that stuff
1: <laughs> right because these same crazy people are controlling shit in two years less than two years
3: hey next year
1: we can, we can the midterms. doing something about
3: 2018 it. that is next year all right Q one's already over for everyone. Keep dragging home.
4: We, we we might actually have a little bit of a new audience just for this episode because of Monique. So if any of her peers are listening and are getting to be voting age, or have just turned voting age, I know it's cliche, but you have you have to vote. Rock you the vote, really man. do.
2: <laughs> Please me, vote. You <laughs> don't
4: you don't think it matters
3: because we were your age once. And we well, didn't think, think it mattered at your age, but yeah. it matters.
1: I think if you're interested in politics, it's identifying where are the politicians that are speaking for you right now. I think that's the biggest question. Like, you have to identify these people first before you can start rallying support for them. But
3: don't let people 20 to 30 years older than you make decisions for you of who should
4: be in charge of you because that's what happens. So you're
1: going you're to push this don't believe old whitey? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Don't trust, don't trust anyone over 30. Yeah.
3: Well, no, for us, wouldn't it be true? Don't trust anyone over 50? We get gotta... I still identify as under 30.
1: Hey. You
3: can't tell me. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you okay, you Rachel, can't tell me that I I identify as a younger. Yeah. But do that. And then to, uh, I, I, I know they're, they're, they're a butt of a lot of things, but if you look Who's at that? the work that they've done, they actually do do a lot of good things. They do. ACLU, aclu.org. Go onto their website, see how to get involved with them. They actually do uh, that whole Civil Rights Act, not Civil Rights Act of 1964. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of all of that thing. They do do some good work. I know they're a of a lot of jokes, a lot of things we bitch about, but just check them out. And yeah, and then a message I heard upstairs before I came down here. I thought this was What's a good that? idea. Um, maybe you didn't skip work the other day for the day without a woman. Right. Or a woman. Uh, what I heard and I don't know why more of this wasn't touted instead of you know taking a day off of work hey take the money you earned on Wednesday and donate it to something like Planned Parenthood National Organization of Women mm-hmm. things like that Said so, we sit around and complain all the time I Just at the end maybe start t- suggesting courses of action
1: things we can do that I actually you. were I'm with you brother
3: getting involved then I feel it validates us sitting around and complaining <laughs> for two hours uh, but uh, Adam Regimented Pod on Twitter, Adam Regimented on Instagram, UnRegimented at ChristopherMediaNet. If you'd like to email the show, uh, we're, at, we're somebody likes us. Something happened in this last week. We had a we had probably our biggest download day ever as far as UnRegimented goes. Thank you for listening. So,
1: we appreciate you seeking us out and downloading our podcast.
3: Yes, and uh, if you like it, tell a friend. Thank you, Monique, for joining us. Be a good sport. You're welcome. Keep an open mind. Um, And we'll catch everybody next week.
2: See ya.